my special Secret Time is streaming right now on Netflix. Thank you guys so much for watching it. I really appreciate it. It means a fucking great deal. Um, obviously, a lot of work went into it. I'm glad people are enjoying it. I love the tweets you guys are sending me. Um, I don't really read. I'm not reading Instagram messages only because or comments as much. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm fucking reading them. But I see the bad one. This lady wrote one because I call what's her name a cunt in my fucking special i'm in new york right now i'm doing press i'm doing this on my phone so i apologize i'm looking for this uh hymns copy that i got one of my sponsors but yeah so thank you everyone for watching thank you for sharing the word of mouth is fucking phenomenal it really changes the game so you guys sharing it and and putting out videos on or whatever you the pictures you put out on instagram on your stories of you watching it that just means a great deal and i've been trying to share as many of those as possible i'm trying to retweet as many tweets as possible without looking obnoxious but uh but just thank you it's heartwarming i really 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 appreciate it um today's podcast no leanne this these reads are going to be uh all b-man for you today's podcast is brought to you by four hymns it's actually brought to you by hymns uh the website's for hymns hymns is one-stop male wellness shopping it's for skincare it's for hair loss it's for erectile dysfunction whoa 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 bert but i'm only 40 i don't have a i can't be affected by that yeah 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 actually 25 percent of the ed people are guys under 40 and you don't have to be embarrassed you i know that in the old days you had to go to a doctor and be like i'm having a hard time getting my dick hard i'm having a the problem I'm having with my... Anyway, you don't have to do that anymore. Here's what's beautiful about this website. You go on, you chat with a real fucking doctor, and they prescribe you real pills. And then those real pills are sent to you, and you take real pills. You know the pill that starts with a V that the, uh, the whatchamacallit just went up, the patent just popped up on? Well, now they can prescribe that to you. It's not that snake oil, not that rhino horn they sell from over... Uh, it's kind of obnoxious. Uh, they, you know, I was having a hard time with orgasms. I was getting in my fucking head about orgasms because I was thinking of what not to think about when I had an orgasm. And then every time, uh, by like the sidebar. Anyway, it's one stop shopping for all male wellness, hair loss, dude. Stop that train in its tracks. I started using hair loss medication in the nineties, and yeah, ninety, well, right before I went to Russia. Is when I went to Russia, I felt like I started noticing. Right before I went to Russia, I noticed that I was losing my hair. Actually, when I was 21 years old was the first time someone told me I was losing my hair. Jeff Hartley was like, bro, you're thinning. And I went, okay. And bam, bam. I have, no, I don't have a full head of hair. But the fact that I've been using what I've been using for this long has given me enough hair where I can trick you into thinking I have a full head of hair. Of course, if you're taller than me like Garrett Goldman, you're like, whoa, bro, you're really thinning. But... If you're shorter than me like Tom Segura, you look up to me and you go, look at that luscious head of hair. Here's what you do. Try one month for just $5. We're going to get you started for just 5 bucks while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash BurtCast ED. I just got that for the first time. That's 4 hymns.com. 4 hymns. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash Bertcast ED. Bertcasted. Bertcasted, but it's Bertcast erectile dysfunction. Forhims.com slash Bertcast ED. Uh, check it out. Don't be embarrassed. 
And if you are embarrassed, that's what's beautiful about this website is you can just go online and keep it on the DL, son. This podcast is also brought to you by Policy Genius. This is Leanne's favorite sponsor we have because I am I am this 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 company was made for guys like me. I am I get overwhelmed very fucking easy. I do not want to talk about life insurance because it makes me think about my death. But if you don't have life insurance, you're leaving your family in the lurch. Policy Genius has basically made it super fucking easy to get all types of insurance. Most importantly, life insurance. Life insurance is fucking so important. But man, I'm telling you, I was lost. Four out of 10 people don't have it. And if you're one of those people, you need to change that now. If anything happened to you, you would want your loved ones to be taken care of. I have $2 million on myself so that if I die, oh, God damn it, this fucking bums me out. My family is taken care of. They can go move back to Georgia and live a very, very nice life. Although Leanne will probably stay in L.A., probably start dating again. And I already know what dad she's going to go after. Anyway, Policy Genius is the easiest way to compare life insurance policies online. In five minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find the best policy for you. And you can compare quotes. You save money. When you compare quotes, you save money. Policy Genius has over 4 million people shopping for insurance and has placed over $20 billion in coverage. And they don't just do life insurance. They compare disability insurance, renter's insurance, health insurance. You insure it. They, you want it insured, they cover it. If you've been putting off life insurance, don't do it anymore. Go get your life insurance right now. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. It's that fucking easy. You can do it right fucking now, and you should because rates are the lowest they've been in 20 years. Policygenius.com, get your quotes, apply. Bam, you're taken care of. Your family's taken care of. It is the easiest way to buy and compare life insurance policies. Policy Genius. Thank you, Policy Genius. Lisa Mattresses is also a sponsor of this podcast. Lisa Mattress is the one that Georgia has. Our mattress sucks dick. Georgia's is the best. I went to Georgia's bed the other day. All the animals were in Georgia's bed. All the animals were in Georgia's bed. All our fucking animals were laying in one bed. Our cat and our two dogs and Georgia's uh, Ba Bear, or Ba, I think it's called. It's like a little... Anyway, Lisa Mattress, they are beyond the best. That, that is like top of the line. You can get them. They deliver them right to your door. It A quality night's sleep helps you recover from all the bullshit that you have in your life. It makes you smarter. It improves your memory. It makes overall fewer mistakes. This is not marketing. This is science. You got to need a better mattress for a better night's sleep. Lisa's leveraged 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. And they do this through their one in 10 program. They donate one mattress for every 10 they sell. That's over 26 thousand mattresses and counting they also do this pretty badass thing where they leave they strive to leave the world a better place than they found it that doesn't just stop with mattress donations together with the arbor day foundation lisa plants one tree for every mattress they sell and are committed to selling to planting one million trees by 2025 don't miss these summer savings get 160 dollars off a lisa mattress that is a huge savings on these mattresses mattresses are like 800 bucks and for 800 bucks to get a such a great fucking mattress. Trust me when I tell you, do not sleep. Oh, wait. Oh, that's a 
Oh, that should be their slogan. Their, their slogan. Don't sleep on this deal. Huh? What? Don't miss these summer savings. Get $160 off Lisa mattresses at lisa.com slash birdcast. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash birdcast. Lisa.com. I need a new fucking mattress. Lisa, L-E-E-S-A dot com slash birdcast. Thank you, Lisa. This podcast is also brought to you by my bookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, Bert, what team to bet on? The truth is, <laughs> I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, go to mybookie.com. I'm actually going to bet a lot this winter. Um, I'm going to go to do it through mybookie.com, and I'll, I'll keep you up with my bets. When's the regular season start? Thursday? Is it next Thursday? I think the Rams are playing. Is it next fucking Thursday? I hope not. No. Oh, no, no, no. It's when I come back from... It's Sunday. It's when I come back from Kansas City. I should have done tour dates on this. I'm an Oxnard. Um, I'm going to be betting. Let's not bet through the roof, but let's bet a responsible amount this year, okay? Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I'm telling you right now, bet with my bookie. Trust these guys. Trust me. These are the best bets this season. They've been in business for years, and they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is fucking simple to use. Um, I am going to get their app, their mobile site right now, and I'm going to be betting all fucking uh, all fucking winners. So bet along with me. We'll share our bets, and let's do let's do let's do uh, a pick 'em. <laughs> <coughs> We'll use the Rams because I'm going to bet. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet that the Rams have a winning season. So I'm going to bet on every single Rams game. I'm going to bet a hundred dollars on every single Rams game. Rams to cover. Rams to win. Okay. So you you track me along. I'm going to be doing it through my bookie. I just came up with this idea. I haven't really run it by Leanne. I don't think she's going to be super happy with it. I'm going to bet a hundred dollars on the Rams every fucking week. Now, if they go, all, all all I need them to do is cover. Okay. This is going to be fun. So uh, they have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under, over-under, over-under. I thought it was the under-over on how many fantasy points a player will get each game. Join mine, join right now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollars for dollars. Let me say that again so it don't sound like I fucking have a dick in my mouth. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Your deposit dollar for dollar. Join right now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. I'm joining right now. I'm joining. I'm going to join right now. I'm going to put hundred dollars in my bank account, and I'm betting on the first Rams game. Hundred dollars, Rams to win, Rams to cover. Use the promo code Bertcast. I wonder if I can use the promo code Bertcast. I wonder if that inhibits me from doing that use the promo code BERTCAST to activate your offer guys let's win together let's all bet $100 on the Rams every fucking game every fucking game and we'll win together oh I'm so excited I feel like I feel like I just moved in with new guys uh, in college and they're like hey man do you bet and I was like I don't I mean I don't know a little bit about it and they're like we're betting on Florida State every year Hutch did that one year and he won every single game they, that was the year they won the national championship Use the promo code BERTCAST to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code BERTCAST when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You win, you play, you get paid. 
I said that backwards. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's see if, what if they, their, logo, their logo was, you get paid, you play, you win. Actually, that's the way it really, it, it, this is the way it should go. You get paid, you play, you win, you get paid again. Uh-huh. MyBookie.com. Thank you, everybody, for my, thank you, all my sponsors, uh, Hems, Policy Genius, Lisa, MyBookie. I'm so fucking excited. I wonder if I can get my bookie to run some lines on on maybe. Uh, um, I'm gonna go get a beer. I think. All right, I gotta get this done. Uh, today's podcast is a great one. This is from my nutritionist. Now, uh, her name's Cynthia Sass. She came on my podcast. She was my nutritionist for uh, the triathlon I just did. I, if you're anything like me, I get overwhelmed by dietary options. And dietary choices, uh, intermittent fasting, uh, paleo, uh, the all protein diet. I mean, I get. I, I'm a. Everyone knows I'm a real big Rogan fan. I love the podcast. It really is my go to favorite podcast. Um, and I, anytime he has anyone nutrition or or exercise or anything like that, and he talks about it, I get overwhelmed. Zach Bitter and I did a podcast where we talked about doing. Uh, Uh, just doing a restart, a fresh restart, and just doing meat. And then I just couldn't do it. I just felt like I was being unhealthy. And also, I wasn't running 25 miles a day. So um, so it's a really interesting conversation. We talk, about, we talk about nutrition and how to eat healthy. So if you are curious on a way to eat healthy, this is just straight-up nutritionist. It is just solid advice. Um, we talk about my diet and how you can change your diet. And we also find out that I have a tad bit of an eating disorder, so which I'm sure you guys already knew. But uh, enjoy the podcast. Have a great week. I'm in Oxnard this weekend. I'm in uh, at Levity Live. The following weekend, I was supposed to go to Paris with my wife and she fucking bailed on me. So I'll be home. And then Kansas City. Uh, I wonder what other dates I have coming up. Let's real quick pull them up. I like doing these podcast reads. I wonder if this is longer or shorter than the average are. The average. Kansas City Improv, the 13th, 5th, 14th, and 15th of September. Comedy Club on State and Madison. San Jose Improv. And then it's Sober October. Guys, Sober October. Are you doing it? Enjoy my special, Secret Time, on Netflix. Today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, nutritionist, friend, and all-around awesome podcast guest, Cynthia Sass. This is the Ian and I swam, and he did not expect me to swim that well. He was actually kind of shocked, and he was like, "Uh, uh." We're talking. <laughs> we're talking to Cynthia. Who is my nutritionist? Nutritionist? <laughs> nutritionist? Nutritionist. Nutritionist. I'm actually, though, registered dietitian. That's right. You yeah. said that to me. Yeah. Say that again. I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, which is different than just a nutritionist. You you studied about it. Yeah. So I have two college degrees in nutrition science. And then, so, you know, in order to become a registered dietitian nutritionist, so basically, you, you know, you get your bachelor's, you have a couple years of science classes, so biology, chemistry, anatomy and phys, microbiology, all that kind of stuff, human metabolism. Then you have two years of just nutrition sciences. Then you do a one-year internship. Then you pass a board exam. Then you have to maintain your credential. Then you do a master's degree. So it's a lot of it's a lot more schooling, 
you know. Wow. There's a lot of nutritionists out there that of, of varying credentials. So there are some certifications that don't require a degree. There are some people that are just kind of self-taught. So I basically, you know, call myself a performance nutritionist because I'm also board certified in sports dietetics. So that's additional training to really work with you know, professional athletes and high performance people. So that could be CEOs, executives, um, entrepreneurs, people like yourself, high performance. Oh shit, she said it, I didn't say it. <laughs> you work with, uh, in New York, you work with the Nets? Yeah, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets and the Yankees. Yeah. That's so, so you're legit. Yeah, and I've worked this, those are the, I've worked with five professional teams as a consultant, and I've worked with numerous pro athletes in my private practice, and uh, I also consult for UCLA's executive health program. I'm a contributing editor at a magazine. So, yeah, so I love this. I mean, I can't imagine doing anything else. This is like what I live, sleep, eat, breathe. Eat, literally. <laughs> live, sleep, eat, breathe. That should be the name of your next book. Just live, sleep, and then just big words, eat, breathe. I like it. Um, I, what did you have for breakfast? I had a. I asked you this last time. And you were yeah, sick. I was sick last time. I had a veggie and avocado omelet with a side of organic cherries and um, an organic decaf coffee with almond milk and cinnamon, and water. <laughs> I, I I okay. So let okay. Let's. I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about my bender this weekend. We're gonna talk about. Uh, we're gonna talk about food, but I'm gonna. I want to introduce how we met is we're doing something with men's health on me competing in a triathlon. And they introduced me to you as my nutritionist. And so we had a meeting out in the Palisades. We also met with my, who we were speaking of at the beginning of this podcast, Ian, I forgot his last name. Do you remember his last name? Actually, I don't. He's like a legit, I didn't, you guys are both legit. You guys are way more than I deserve. I'll tell you that <laughs> right now. Um, but Bert, you deserve the best. I'm Come a on. fucking, let's just get into my bender. I was doing really good registering my food. Okay. Like I would do because I don't. I don't think you friended me on oh, the I app. I did. I did. Did you? Okay. So I will. I will because I looked yesterday. And I'll I tell you. I'll it. tell you what. I'll tell now here. Okay. I have a really hard time, and I'm going to be super honest in this, and I'm and like across the board honest up and down. There's no reason to lie to someone like you. I had a nutritionist one time who was so fucking bad. Like I reached out and I was in my doctor's, I went to my doctor's office. I said, I'd like to see your nutritionist. And this woman was so bad that I left and I was bummed out. She was like, uh, just, uh, the greens and lean proteins. That's it. And I was like, okay. I was like, should I, like, how should I go? I don't know. I mean, just anything really green. Like didn't like kind of walk me through. Yeah. And I just was like, I don't think I really understood what she, like she, and my, we left and I, I said to my wife, I was like, I didn't get anything out of that. And she's like, I didn't either. She worked at Cedars. Um, this is what, I'll, I'm going to tell you what I ate and I'm going to tell you what the problems with me. Okay. Okay. By the way, I love this app. It's great. I mean, and some people I feel like really, you know, need a lot of structure and a lot of guidance and Dude, that's me. other people don't other people don't do well with that they kind of rebel against that and they want more guidelines and kind of like step-by-step -step changes that they can implement if you're a person who needs a lot of structure i do think an app like this is beneficial some people get stressed out by having to track and log and you know look up their stuff on an app but a lot of people i work with do thrive on that because they get a lot more data and if I, i'm data a data guy yeah i'm a yeah. data guy the app we're talking about is my fitness pal yep it's through uh, U ue uh under armor and it's it's free also it's free yep. i got the premium one okay you yep. know i got the premium <laughs> one and it's it really is great here let me see let's we got to go back to when i was logging and that was not this weekend 
I went off the rails so fucking hard this weekend. Okay, so we met what, Tuesday? Yeah, I think it was Tuesday. Okay, this is Tuesday. Okay. I ate, I ate 1,700 calories. That's well, that seems it. low for you. So what okay. What did it give you? Because remember we talked about putting Amy, in your okay. goal. It said, put, you goal. said put in your goal yep. and then say maintain that goal. That's right. Instead of, instead of weight loss. Because I think you never want to eat less than it takes to get to and stay at your weight goal. Then you, of course, you have to count for your training. You know, you don't want to eat back everything that you've burned because yeah. then you're not going to, you know. But, but just by automatically yeah. putting in your weight goal instead of your current weight, it actually protects you better from the risk of undernourishing, which can weaken your immune system, increase your injury risk, which we talked about. We do not want that to happen. Uh, I've had that. I've had clients tell me that they're training so hard. They get to like a few days before the event, they get injured before the event. And then all that training is, you know, they, they can't follow through with the event. So definitely don't want that to happen. 2,600 calories, 2,600. That's what it told you as the target. Yeah. That's my target. Okay. But then immediately I was like, I get into this, I don't know if other people do this and I don't know if guys do this or if I'm just, I know Brendan Schaub and I talk about this a lot. Brendan Schaub's a professional fighter, now a host, a podcast host. And I look at 2,600 calories and then I go, but if I eat less, I'll lose more weight. It's almost like an eating, I think it is an eating disorder. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the simple math, right? But it's not that simple. So if you undereat, you can actually lose muscle tissue and you can slow down your metabolism. It can make it harder to lose body fat. It's, It's all about getting it to the Goldilocks, like not too little, not too much, just right. If you hit that to where you're eating enough to support, what's your weight goal? My, I think my weight goal is 210. Okay. So if you ever eat less than it takes to support 210 and on top of that, you're training, you're creating like a double negative there, right? Yeah. So your body isn't getting enough just to meet its basic needs for 210. You don't want to eat enough to support the extra weight that you're carrying that you don't want to keep. That makes sense. But going less than it takes to support your weight goal also doesn't really make a lot of sense because then you run the risk of your body going, whoa, Bert, you're not giving me enough to do all this stuff that I need to do. And I'm going to go into protection mode and protection mode means your cells don't work as efficiently. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing is protection mode. It is a mindset though that you have to break because I think you're right. And I I, I think it's everybody that has this idea that, well, if I eat less, if I eat 500 calories, less than that i'll lose weight faster i'll lose more body fat it would be so great if it was that simple you know human metabolism and physiology is complicated you know and so when you really understand how a run a running deficit like day after day after day works um you're not going to lose the right type of weight if you really want to maintain muscle mass and you want to maintain good functioning tissue and you want to lose body fat you have to eat enough okay so okay, so then then by the way, these are my calories from Tuesday is uh, seventeen hundred. Uh, Wednesday was seven hundred thirty. What? What yeah. happened Wednesday? I got I, I didn't feel hungry, and then I was like, and then I I get mentally in my head, and I go, this is how we do it, bro. By the way, I'm looking good Wednesday. Wednesday, I don't think I drank Tuesday night. I don't drink normally like weekend weekday nights. I didn't drink Tuesday nights. Me and you had talked about it. You're like, cut back. I go, okay, cut back. And I was like, cut back totally. Take a Xanax. And so then <laughs> everyone sat down for dinner and I took a Xanax and I was like, I'm going to bed. And I went to bed at like seven o'clock, woke up the next day feeling refreshed. I think it gets worse. Um, oh, and then I traveled Thursday. I didn't eat at all Thursday. I, f- I didn't eat once Thursday. And then I go, and then all of a sudden I go into Friday. I, la- I land fr- I traveled Wednesday, uh, landed th- Wednesday night, 
didn't eat at all, but I drank Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm like so fucking hungry that I end up eating barbecue. I had, had a burger, and then we were out at like four in the morning eating pizza. I'm drinking beers through the roof. I'm drinking double Tito's like they're going out of water. And, and then I, I don't know if it's my blood sugar, but come Saturday when we're in Detroit at the Fox Theater, I'm backstage. I didn't eat. I ate, had a double cheeseburger Saturday afternoon, and I am like, I am like almost crazy. Like I, I'm like, I don't know if it's my blood sugar or what, but I can't even think straight mm -hmm. backstage. I'm not enjoyable. I'm literally laying down, almost like I'm physically ill. I also get a little bit of nerves before I go on stage. Especially Fox Theater is a massive four thousand seat venue, so like, it's a probably the biggest I've ever performed in front of, and so. And then I'm like, and then that night I, I ate some healthy food that was around and then I went to bed, woke up the next day, ate healthy, not too bad. But then I posted pictures from the Detroit Fox theater show and my belly is distended. Like it, I look like, I look like those kids in those kids in Africa for the Sally Struthers used to help. Mm -hmm. And that's when the, my buddies all texted me this morning and they're like, what the fuck is this? We need answers. And I'm like, I don't know. I have no self-control. I have no basis for like, I, I, I get caught up in my head. And then I'm like, and then I, and I'm taking, I, and we talked about this. And here's where I think, so here's where I think I put my chips on someone like you. And, I, and my, my buddy, uh, Joe Rogan, is probably one of the most informational sources on fitness, nutrition, uh, biohacking, all these things. But I feel like I get too inundated. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have too much information. And so I kind of wanted to talk to you about things that I, that we talked about a little bit the other day, but I wanted to go into detail about. Yeah. You have to have the foundation. Before you can get into biohacking and all that, you've got to have the solid nutrition foundation, yeah. which is, we talked about quality, balance, timing. So quality food, balance of macronutrients, and that's why that MyFitnessPal is better because it, it includes macros. Yeah. And then timing. But, but, uh, I'm going I'm to stop you when I don't know what something is. Okay. What do you mean macros? What's macros? So macronutrients are carbs, proteins, and fats. There's only four types of calories. Carbs, proteins, fats, and alcohol. Okay. So alcohol, we can talk about separately. <laughs> Obviously, alcohol is not a required type of calorie. We don't need it for health, Maybe right? creative type. <laughs> we don't require it. <laughs> How else are you going to enjoy the Smiths? <laughs> <laughs> but carbs, proteins, and fats, we do require. And there are, um, they're very different. I think I said to you, they're like, uh, windshield wiper fluid, motor oil, and gasoline. That's how different from each other they are. So you don't want to interchange them. You want to have them in the right amounts to do the jobs that they really ideally should be doing for you. Uh -huh. um, but one thing I'll say about under eating, because I think you're right, there, the rebound overeating is a real thing. When you undereat, you tend to rebound overeat. I was at a pizzeria with my buddy Sal, uh, his girlfriend, I think, I don't even remember. Uh, by the way, this is the night that someone gave me Coke that I did not do it. But I, like, I, a guy gave me like a, almost a half a pound of marijuana. And I, and I was at this fucking pizzeria, one sipping diet uh, sodas and Tito's, Tito's and sodas, one sipping them and taking a square of pizza in my mouth as if it was a bite. And I was the fucking machine you should have seen me i was gosh 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 and then i get up for the plane for like the next day and i'm like whoa i got i got like three hours sleep and then i get to the airport and i'm like i definitely need a double titos and soda to write this boat 
because I'm just now I'm just like I feel like I feel like maybe it's blood sugar. I don't even know. But keep, I'm, I didn't mean to stop you. So keep going. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. We can go back to that. there's a lot to that. Overeating One thing I will say about undereating. Imagine. So you have two beautiful dogs. I, I met. Okay. Imagine your veterinarian. Those are my daughters, by the way. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Slam. My my cat's my baby. So I totally get it. Um, If your veterinarian said to you, this is how much food your dog needs per day to be healthy. And then you gave it 50% of that or 75% of that. You'd feel terrible. Can I, okay. Can I tell you what I do that? By the way, my daughter, my vet says your dog needs one cup. And then I think three small cups like so we have a cup size thing and then three small cups our small dog gets one small cup but our big dog gets one cup and then three small cups and then i just go or i could just do two sweeping cups you know what i'll give her a little extra who don't want a little extra food uh-huh. you know and so that's the way my brain works i don't think my brain's healthy I, I, and i wonder if i wonder how much of what you do sometimes deals with unhealthy brains a lot. <laughs> a lot of it goes back to where did this thinking originate from? Where did you learn some of these food related rules? Um, Shame. And do, and do that. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Like my eating problems, my, my self-esteem is tied to my weight. It's, it's very, I mean, like it is so connected. It's insane. The lowest I've ever been in my life, coincidentally and not coincidentally, is the fattest I've ever been in my life. The lowest you mean emotionally? Emotionally. Where I just couldn't. I just couldn't find any reason anyone would like me or respect me in my head. Now, people did like me and respect me, but in my head, I was like, and, and, it, and coincidentally, we were also rebuilding our house. I had gotten fired from Travel Channel. I wasn't selling tickets on the road, and no one watched my Showtime special. That's a lot. It was a lot. I, I, and by the way, I, I'm not going to, it was a lot. And then I lost weight, and serendipitously, uh, I started selling out everywhere. Uh, I stopped caring about Travel Channel. I started making more money than I was making on Travel Channel. The house got finished. Everything like connect, clicked, and I was like, whoa. So in a weird way, when I start gaining weight again, and this all stems from running the marathon, um, I, I, my self-esteem starts dropping. You know? I think, so I like to focus not on weight, but on what what is the what behaviors are related to the weight because i feel like weight's a side effect of your relationship with food and your lifestyle mm-hmm. right so yeah. you can you know i mean i've worked with athletes who by you know technical standards their bmi you know they're they're technically overweight yeah. but they have incredible nutrition they have incredible training they have good sleep they have good mental uh, attitude you know um, all that kind of stuff so would I say that they're unhealthy because their BMI is a certain number no I mean I do feel though that when you how you lose weight it, you know weight is something that's within someone's control you can lose weight and in any number of ways you can lose weight by starting to smoke obviously I wouldn't recommend that because that's not good for your health I just but, said to my wife in the car yesterday maybe I'll take up smoking I I've, literally said that out loud I've had I've many like really smart adults tell me that that they've considered doing that or that they have done it because it dulls your appetite when you're hungry you can just reach for a cigarette it works quote-unquote but obviously it's horrible for you yeah. in order to have the same health risk as smoking you'd have to gain a hundred pounds that's how bad smoking is for you Right. So it is probably the most important thing health wise that you can do is not be a smoker. But people are 
wanting to have that sense of control over their weight. And if they can find an easy kind of shortcut to lose the weight, whether it's some crazy diet or detox or cleanse or whatever it happens to be, you get that sense of empowerment. Like I'm taking charge, I'm taking control, I'm getting results. And that can maybe right your mindset in some ways, but it can also negatively impact your health and wellness in a lot of other ways. Yeah. So if you can do the, the, the two things at the same time, you know, reach your weight goals, but do it in a way that makes you optimize your overall health and wellness mentally and physically, yeah. obviously that's the win-win. That's the win-win. And you were saying, which I was wondering in the middle of this week when I felt my sickest, you're like, good food. You said something about the good, the clean, healthy food you eat is the good fuel. Mm-hmm. And that makes you feel better. Like you were, I, I forget what you said, but all I could, all I could hear was, it, it, all I heard was, don't eat shit in box. And don't eat a shit in a box. <laughs> Just eat the shit that that is, is ingredients. Real food. Real food. Real food. I mean, it, when you look at an, any packaged food, I mean, you could look at a packaged food and it could have one ingredient. Like if you buy frozen blueberries in a bag and the only ingredient is blueberries, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, it's convenient. Um, you don't have to wash it, cut it, whatever. If it's like frozen broccoli, it's a little bit of a shortcut. But if you look at an ingredient list and you don't know how to pronounce it, you can't recognize it, you don't know where it came from, sounds like a science or chemistry experiment to you, you probably don't wanna be putting that in your body, you know, because you're putting something in that has no purpose, it doesn't help fuel your body, it doesn't help repair, heal, maintain your body, doesn't support your immune system, you know, it doesn't create a sense of anti-inflammation, which is critical, especially when you're putting wear and tear on your body through training, right? So it's a wasted, it's like a missed opportunity you know, you had that opportunity to eat something that could enhance your health and wellness, improve your immune functioning, reduce inflammation. But if you use that opportunity on a food that doesn't do that, that's okay sometimes. I mean, it's not realistic that you're going to go through the rest of your life never eating, you know, some treat yeah. or some splurge. But if you have that 80-20 rule, or some for some people they prefer 90-10, you know, that 10% of the time or that 20% of the time when you're treating yourself and you're splurging, it should be strategic. It shouldn't be right before you really want to perform mentally or physically. So right before you go on stage or something or right before you train. Uh, and it really Cody shouldn't dogs. be... And it really shouldn't be right after when you've you've had some stress on your body or, or mental times. stress. Those are the two times yeah. I do it. Yep. That's yep. when I do it the most. Yep. It's when I'm here and I have no stress that I'm super clean. Yeah. Today I have four stalks of kale, uh, half a cucumber, four stalks of celery, uh, a handful of spinach, a green apple, and a thumb of ginger in a shake. Okay, I like all those ingredients. However, it's not completely balanced. So you got a lot of produce in there. Where's your protein? Where's your good fats? I was like, I was like, I'll wait till lunch. Oh, see, again, missed opportunity. So the best way, so we have research to show that when you spread your protein out throughout the day, you're better able to utilize that protein for maintenance, healing, and repair. So another thing about under eating, so 700 calories, if you were to lay in bed all day and do nothing, Bert, that wouldn't be enough for you because your body is constantly... Uh, performing, even when you're just sitting, like sitting here talking, obviously we're not performing as much as if we were, you know, on a bicycle or something like that, but we're still performing because our circulation is going, our heart's beating, our brains are working. You know, we need some energy to do those jobs. And then on top of that, we're always regenerating, repairing, and healing. So all of our cells have kind of a pre-programmed lifespan. So a skin cell lives about 30 days. It sloughs off and becomes, you know, dust. And you you need to replace those cells from the inside out. And how you do that is based on the raw materials from what you've been eating. So the quality of the food you eat really does 
translate into the quality cells that you build. So we're always doing that. It's like, you know, it's like we're a construction site. That's oh, always that's such an interesting, cause I've been one, I've been worried about, oh, that's so, that makes total sense. The quality food you eat is directly related to the quality cells you're rebuilding. Exactly. Yep. And on top of that, then you've got healing because, you know, any wear and tear that you put on your body creates stress to those tissues and you need to heal that. So fitness, you actually get the results. I mean, you, you get some results like cardiovascularly, et cetera, from training, but on your tissues, your skeletal muscle, your joints, et cetera, where you really get the impact is from the healing from that wear and tear. Because if you put the stress on the muscle and you don't heal it properly, you actually go into the next day weaker. You don't heal that properly, you go into so the next funny. day I weaker. I feel that way sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Like I feel that way the next day, I'm like, I'm like I should feel better. <laughs> and I just feel like, yeah. I feel like I took a Xanax the night before. And I'm like, I'm like, I do not feel like, I remember a time in my life, I was 186 pounds. Now granted, that is you know considerably lighter. But I was eating whatever I wanted to eat. But I was, and I was, but I felt so good running. Mm-hmm. Like not, well, I was eating easier. clean. It's easier. Okay. So eating clean. So, you know, your weight or your body composition, your body fat is like one piece of the puzzle. Your nutrition. Hang on, I'm going to interrupt you for the person that is calling is the guy, one of the guys fat shaming me. And I want him <laughs> to know that I'm sitting with my nutritionist. Okay. His name is Tom Segura. He's a very fat comedian. Hey, hey I'm sitting with my nutritionist doing a podcast. Is there something you wanted Dude, to talk what about? Are you like? Are you like 260 now? See, what did I tell you? No, I, it was, my nutritionist says it's bloat. <laughs> yeah, let me, tell you, let me tell your nutritionist something, okay? Okay. It's fucking visceral fat, not fucking bloat. <laughs> no, I, it's, uh, dude, it was a rough weekend. It was a really rough weekend. Oh, really? Did you put on 25 pounds over the weekend? No. <laughs> See, then uh, do you suggest having friends like this if you're trying to lose weight? Obviously not helpful. <laughs> not you helpful. you hear that? Yeah. I hope she's telling you to go on a fucking 30-day fast. I don't know how else it's going to drop off. She's. Don't worry. It's Half of it's gone right now. It was just a rough weekend. So is she, is she encouraging, like, you know, uh, maybe like a half gallon of vodka a weekend? Or how, what's her plan for you? Her, uh, she Well, you know, we've got four things that we look for. We look for fuel, we look for lubrication, and we look for <laughs> booze. So <laughs> it's a four-point plan. I, I just heard three, but okay. That's good. And, um, we're working on it. We're uh, I'm training for this triathlon, and so a, a lot of the weight was from the, the doing the stupid fucking marathon, but uh, yeah, and and then going off oh, the because rails. Because you, you thought that the afterburn lasted for months. Is that why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. I'll call you later today. How was the shows, by the way? Were they good? Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, except I was off the rails, like, like off the rails. All right. Uh, talk to you later. All right. Uh, okay. Bye. So he's the reason I lost weight in the first place. Cause he was fatter than me. He was like 270, and he started fat shaming me. I was like 255, 260 at the time. And so he started fat shaming me and then we both lost weight, but I lost weight the initial time by just eating under a thousand calories every day. Wow. Okay. So that is, that is a way to lose weight. Is it the best way to lose weight? No. Is it the way to lose weight that you will keep it off long-term? No, no No way. I mean, you know, yeah, there's a million diets out there. They all work in a sense that they will help you lose weight, but that's not the, maybe the right kind of weight that you want to lose because again, you're weakening your body instead of strengthening it and you're not going to be able to sustain it. So when you're on this roller coaster of up, down, up, down, up, down, it's also not good for your heart. It's not good for your overall health. Yeah. I feel like that. 
Yeah. I feel like that entirely. So wait, let's, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about diet plans and how, and how to eat healthy. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about my shakes and then a way to approach that. But I want to talk about how you got into this in the first place, Mm -hmm. because I find that fascinating in that, you know, you sent me that article and I read it and I was like, Oh, like how did, like, I know how I got into comedy because I was like, had a passion for giggling, you know, (laughs) and I didn't want to be drug tested. But like, how did you find, how did this find its way into your life? I would say that my dad really was the probably the number one factor. So when I was in high school, I was you know you trying to decide up? upstate New York. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You told me that yeah. Lake Saranac's where I was trying to talk about. Oh, okay, that's beautiful. Yeah, upstate New York is beautiful. So I was in high school. I knew you know you know got to figure out what I want to go to college for. And my favorite class, you know what you know when you go to a class like I I now in retrospect I feel bad saying this, but I didn't like history. I, you know, history. I was like, ugh. I don't want to go, you know, but health class, I like, I could not get enough of it. I couldn't, you know, I wanted to read ahead in the chapters. I wanted to like, what else can I read? You know, I loved health. So my health teacher who was fantastic said, okay, you know, do you want to go to medical school? Do you want to be a veterinarian? Like what, what are you interested in? I said, I don't know. I know I just want to do something with health. So she sat me down. She gave me this book. I think it was called the big book of health professions. It was like A through Z, you know, you go through, you know, acupuncturist and whatever, you know, you look through and I found this dietitian and I was like that's it that's it so when I was in high school my dad's um, brother got diagnosed with colon cancer and he died shortly I mean he he had symptoms didn't go to the doctor he probably died like a month after he got diagnosed or something and my dad who had always been very meat and potatoes picky eater didn't really eat vegetables started this is pre-internet so he started going to the library and like getting books and getting you know these newsletters from like Tufts and Harvard about nutrition he started eating broccoli and wheat germ and all this stuff and I was fascinated by this idea you could maybe prevent a disease that runs in your family by how you eat how yeah. cool is that you know yeah. and then just when I learned more about what a dietitian was and at that time there were magazines like Mademoiselle and you know these women's magazines and they always had dietitians quoted in them talking about nutrition and I was like how fun like I get to talk about nutrition and food and like healthy eating and recipes and whatever I could do that for a job that's yeah. incredible so then when I was in grad school I, I was a teaching assistant for this amazing professor who was just a very cool woman and she had worked with athletes she was one of the like, kind of pioneering sports nutritionists and she encouraged me to work with athletes she said you know you get immediate results and, and it's really fun I mean I knew I didn't want to work in even though I have a clinical background, so I have, you know, training in things like, you know, disease states, prevention of disease states and management of disease states. I knew I didn't want to work in that. I wanted to work with well people and I just wanted to educate and talk about nutrition and health and wellness. So I definitely feel like I chose the right field because it's been 22 years I've been in the field now and I love it. So wait, you were in the field, you were in the field when Atkins showed up. (laughs) Yeah, I met him. Really? I met him, yeah. He was one of the most unhealthy looking people. <laughs> he was, really? Yeah, yeah. He didn't have a good, you know how like healthy people have kind of a glow to You've them? You got the glow. He didn't have the glow. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure yeah. out how old you were and I couldn't. I was yeah. like looking at your face going, wait, I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'll be 48 this year. What? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm older than you. You're going to... 1970s, baby. Oh my God, you do not remotely look 48. <laughs> it remotely. Oh, so thanks. wait, so Atkins looked unhealthy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He just didn't have, he didn't, you know, come across as like this, you know, vibrant, healthy, vital, you know, 
um, kind of guy. You know, I heard him do a, a debate, you know, with another doctor about nutrition and diets. And obviously I was not on the Atkins side. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it seems like to me, it seems like keto is simply Atkins. It's keto is higher fat than Atkins, though. So keto, the true keto, if you're actually really doing true keto, 75 to 90 percent of your calories come from fat. That's incredibly high. That's higher than Atkins. That seems not healthy yeah. for your heart. If you, I, I would agree, and I'll tell you, being a clinical dietitian, so we get blood work on people that have done keto, and a lot of them, their blood work, blood work goes really wacky. I mean, their their cholesterol, their HDL to LDL ratio, their triglycerides. I mean, even their their fasting. You know, some of their 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 numbers, even just in a fairly short period of time doing keto, really go in the wrong direction. Even if they've lost weight. So whenever you lose weight, sometimes you get improvements in your blood pressure and your blood sugar yeah. and all that kind of stuff and you feel better. But the other issue with keto is it's pretty hard to get enough fiber. So the keto constipation is a real problem. When you're doing 70, let's say to get a little bit more protein, if you did 75% of your calories from fat, so you could fit in a little bit more protein and then maybe 5% from carbohydrates, you can barely eat. I mean, there are a few vegetables that are very, very low carb that you can eat, but you can't eat enough total produce to get the fiber that you need. Yeah. And so that's really not good for your gut health in addition to the fact that your, you know, your blood fats are being altered in a way that may, you know, I worked when I was early in my career, I worked in cardiac rehab and I worked in oncology before I you know was able to really go into like, uh, you know, fitness and, and sports nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you in cardiac rehab, there are thin people. In oncology, there are thin people. So it's not necessarily true that like everyone who's overweight is gonna be, you know, of course there's there's um, statistically an increased risk of, yeah. you know, certain diseases when you're overweight or obese, but thin people aren't exempt from getting cardiovascular disease or strokes or cancer. So again, I like to focus on the habits and the lifestyles, not just the numbers. Yeah, so, so that fat guy that was just called, um, <laughs> he's keto. He's 100% uh -huh. keto. And like, like I watched him eat one time and it was just, it, I mean, it looks healthy. It looks like, but it's, it just was a lot of fats. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny that you bring that up because I was just looking at a, a keto menu today that I, you know, it's just like looking at some of the, the, in the morning, like when I, you know, wake up, I try to look at research and look at, you know, uh, stats and stuff like that, trends. And I happen to come across this keto menu and I was scanning it just to kind of see like what was in the, like a one day menu. Um, no fruit. I mean, the, the fact that the nutrients, the, the phytonutrients, which are what give a fruit its color, aroma, flavor, you know, snap, like when you bite into an apple and it has that snap, all of those are actually very protective at the cell level against disease, against mutations of DNA that can lead to a disease state. So you're missing, that's like so much protection that's not showing up for work in your body every day. And the vegetables even are very limited. So when it comes to produce, we actually wanna have a lot of variety because it's like having Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, whatever. Like yeah. you're, you're having a broader spectrum of protection yeah. at your cell level when you expose your body to a lot uh, wider array of produce. So, you know, you can overeat fruit, it's true. I mean, you know, you can get too much fruit uh, more than your body can burn or use in terms of the carbohydrates or the sugar in fruit. But you don't wanna go, again, the Goldilocks, like why go under? You know, it doesn't make sense to go over, but it does not make sense to go under. Yeah. You know, you just want to get that balance. Balance is really that, you know, fluid, for example, your body likes balance. When you overhydrate, you feel waterlogged. You're ha constantly having to run to the bathroom. It was yesterday. Yeah. When you're dehydrated, you feel horrible. You have headaches. You, you're, so, then, so then let's say, by the way, that guy that just called um, prides himself on water. Like he 
literally no i mean not even you're gonna think he's crazy he goes around on streets referring to himself as the water champ like people will be like i'm bill and they're called water champ and you're like what the fuck how much water should a person have in a day Probably about two and a half to three liters. Okay, okay which let's is put that in American. Okay, terms. so this this is, <laughs> that's a lead. That's like a ha- a half liter, I think. Um, I'm I'm so bad with liters. Yeah. Uh, this is sixteen fluid ounces. Okay, so this two is, cups, half half a liter. This is half a liter. Yeah. So so this is five hundred milliliters. Yeah. So let's say let's just say eight eight to ten cups a day. Now, so that so our total fluid needs about twenty percent of them. If you're eating fairly healthy, come from food. Okay. So if you eat you know anything that has water in it, you know whether it's salad or soup or you know fruit or whatever, you're going to get some fluid there. Yeah. But just straight water. For most people, eight, you know, that eight, eight cups a day thing, it really does hold true. So eight of these a day? Um, no, like four of those a day. Four of these? That's all you yeah. need is four of these I a mean, day? that's minimum. 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 Okay. Yeah. I wake up, I woke up this morning. Obviously more if you're sweating and you need to. I worked, but, I just worked yeah. out. That's why I'm sweating yeah. now. But, and we need to talk about electrolyte. I mean, we talked about it a little bit when we yeah. met before. That's very important. So, so minimum four of these for and then i'm holding up just the 16 fluid ounce mountain spring bottle of water if you're listening and then here's okay now tell me if i'm doing something wrong because this is the way i operate and by the way i do have i think there is something uh, i have a personality disorder maybe or something but like i woke up this morning and i didn't drink 32 fluid ounces in one sip like i just got up like you just gulped it i filled up a, i have these 32 ounce uh, styrofoam cups they're not in here right now but i, I have uh, eight sleeves of them in the garage uh, they're huge i get them at uh, smart and final and i drink by the 32 fluid ounce so i fill it up the night before with ice all with ice and then a little bit of water so it's there in the middle of the night if i need it if i'm thirsty but then in the morning when i wake up i take it and i drink the whole thing in one sip and then that helps me go to the bathroom okay but is that am i am i, am I going about it too hard so it's about four cups in one sitting. You know, you probably don't, it's probably not a terrible, I mean, if, number one, I, hopefully you wouldn't wake up dehydrated. I wake you know, up dehydrated. That, yeah. You wake up dehydrated. Depending on how much, how much of the soda water in the Tito's and soda I had the night yeah. before. Like last night was an anomaly. I went over to my buddy Joey's uh, podcast and uh, there, it was just, it was a little bit of a party. And so it was five, but I ha- all I had was like two drinks, but I didn't, so I didn't get hammered last night. Uh-huh. But uh, I definitely had two drinks. But I, I think I probably wake up dehydrated every night, yeah. every morning. So if you wake up dehydrated, that's probably not a um, crazy amount of fluid to okay, drink good, first good, thing good. in the morning. I would drink it a little bit slower, though. You know, just give oh, really? your stomach, you know, your stomach can expand um, to hold about maybe six to eight cups at one time. Um, so a baseball is about a cup. That's why when you when you're talking about on stage, your stomach was distended. Yeah. You it can stretch. I mean, you can you know you can stuff a lot of food in there in a very short period of time. That's not great for digestion. Yeah. It's not great for you know. I was so bloated st- this weekend I couldn't get my fingers around my wrist. Okay, so that you had fluid retention as well. So you probably my had a high. Arms felt yeah. bloated. So in addition to to gut bloat, meaning you had you had stuff in your in your digestive system was causing it to expand out mm-hmm. then on top of that you had water retention and probably from sodium yeah. you know because a lot of like pizza really high in sodium so when you have water is kind of attracted to sodium like a magnet so when you have a really higher than usual sodium intake you retain more fluid and that can stick around for you know 72 hours or whatever so when that starts to go away you know you start to lose that 
like some people will say their 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 watch or their ring like my, they can't get their my, ring off i couldn't get my ring off yeah i couldn't get my ring off and my watch felt tight yeah and, and where I you went, take your socks off you have marks where I your have socks marks were. on my legs i yeah. i'm standing a lot so in a weird way in the middle of the day i feel like i feel like my knees are bloated i feel like my yeah. legs are bloated well the other thing with drinking because alcohol is dehydrating too so when you're when you're drinking a lot and then you're gonna, your body is gonna go, whoa! Like I'm, I'm not getting enough fluid. I'm gonna retain more fluid. So it's like this I, double effect yeah. of the sodium plus the fact that you're rebounding from the dehydration effect I from the alcohol. I don't know if I had a glass of water this weekend. Yeah. I would be shocked if I had a water this weekend. <laughs> So putting that behind okay, <laughs> and yeah, moving yeah. forward, you know, talking about and, and of course, like I said, when we when we saw each other last time, text me anytime because I yeah. love getting questions. I mean, I definitely now that I know that you did friend me on the app, I want to be able to see, you know, your um, your data and be able to give you feedback on it and hopefully kind of like move you more in a direction of balance. Yeah. So you could do this the healthy way. I want to talk about balance. I want to talk about I want to talk about. um the way to move forward. I also want to talk about so some things that are that are in my head that I go that I want to I want to scrap, but I think are very popular. Um, so now, what's the difference between keto and paleo? So paleo does allow higher percentage of calories from carbohydrates, still fairly limited. So but it's these still are vegetable for, carbohydrates. Yeah, right? I mean they do allow like some sweet potatoes, like berries, you know, some things that in keto just wouldn't be there wouldn't be room for them based on mm -hmm. the required the macros, the carb protein and fat ratio of a keto is so strict. Like again, five percent of your calories from carbohydrate doesn't leave much room for some of the foods that paleo does then allow. Paleo is no dairy, no grains, no legumes, so no beans, lentils, peas, chickpeas, no brown rice no quinoa you know not uh, no yogurt no cheese so i do, you know do i think that's optimal eh, i mean when i look at what someone's doing diet wise like some sometimes people will tell me oh, i'm doing paleo and i feel amazing it's because what they were doing before paleo was so bad <laughs> you know like they were getting yeah. they were eating a lot of processed foods and they weren't eating a lot of produce you know paleo creates a much healthier diet just by you know by way of being unprocessed. I mean, paleo doesn't allow any processed foods and sugar. So you're not eating um, a burger with a bun. You're maybe eating a grass-fed burger on lettuce or something like that. Yeah. You know? So you're you're automatically cutting out the processed foods and um, all those artificial additives that we talked about, kind of just mucking up your system and being pollution you know, to yeah. your body. So that's great. And it's much higher produce intake than most people had probably been eating. But do I think that it really is the ultimate? I, I would say a modified paleo would be be better where you're allowing a little bit more fruit a little bit more I like like whole grains I, I mean some people if they have certain um certain issues like autoimmune conditions or other issues maybe will do better with grain-free diet but yeah. for a lot of people like quinoa is amazing it's an amazing protein, grain correct it has as more carbs and protein i mean oh, it is yeah. a whole grain but it does have it's one of the higher protein grains even though it does have more carbs than protein um but it, it you know it's a decent plant protein source and then i do think that um pulses which are kind of the umbrella term for beans lentils peas chickpeas hummus pulses, Why are they pulses? pulses? um that's just the terminology like you know how like whole grains is a category yeah. and brown rice and all that falls into that category category is called pulses for those foods okay so um they're amazing for you i mean black beans high antioxidant high fiber slow burning carbs high mineral um i mean they're associated with 
um, increasing endurance. I mean, there's a lot of great things about these foods that are not allowed on paleo. Mm -hmm. So I think allowing some of these really high nutrient functional foods, like functional food means it does something functional in your body. Whether it could be your brain, like helping cognitive function or mental focus and sharpness um, and mood, uh, or it could be something physically functional. Like it helps increase endurance beyond another type of carbohydrate. Those are important foods to, you know, you don't want to exclude those if you don't have to. So what I see is people get good results with paleo, but they are unnecessarily omitting some foods. They could get the exact same results while adding foods back that they've taken out if they do it the right way. So now, okay, let's talk about intermittent fasting. That's something I got obsessed with. And me and my buddy, Brandon, were like, I think we talked about it and we're like, the problem with it is, is it for me, intermittent fasting really flexes the muscle of all, almost I would say of like obsessive compulsiveness. I, it's whatever that unhealthy part of my brain is that it's like, all right, I've got 16 hours, no food. Let's go 20. Let's see if I can do, I did one day. I think I did 35 hours, no food. Wow. And I was like, I was like, I'm killing it. I feel great. By the way, I was drinking. So I don't know if that counts as no food, but I was drinking and smoking weed. But you get to this place where you're like, I'm not touching. And then it's almost like you don't know how to welcome food back into your life. Mm-hmm. You get to this place where you're like, what am I going to have? I don't want to have that. I don't, that, that, that. That's got too much shit in it. I want to go clean. I want to go clean. Where's they have a uh, ahi? T- oh, no, I don't want that. I can't trust our ahi at this fair or whatever. You know, I was at a fair. But uh, so what's 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 your view on intermittent fasting and, and what are the what are the benefits? Because I, I don't, I know there's like, 12 hour intermittent fasting there's which i did before Mm -hmm. and i actually really enjoyed and i i love the idea that just stop eating at eight and you can start again eating at eight yep uh but then i did 16 which is just no breakfast and then you do your workout and you kind of feel ripped after your workout yeah (laughs) so so what's what's your views on intermittent fasting uh number one i think it depends i do think that the 12 generally for most people works pretty well right but because it's not extreme and it and it sort of makes sense to your your circadian rhythm right if you're if you're cutting off at 8 p.m and between 8 p.m and 8 a.m you're pretty inactive you're hopefully sleeping during that time maybe you're spending time with your family you're on your computer you're, you're not really going to be physically active mm-hmm. then you don't really probably need to eat during those hours right it, that makes sense for how your body works now if you're doing intermittent fasting where you're cutting it off at eight and you have a workout at 8 30 or nine o'clock at night that doesn't make sense to me Okay. Right. Okay. So going along with what's going on with your body at the times that you're eating and at the so times that you're not eating. Intermittent fasting should be connected to your circadian rhythms. I think so because it. Circadian you know, rhythms are sleeping patterns. Right? right. So like it, we normally have a little bit of a lull in the afternoon, like three, four o'clock. We have that little dip in energy. That's part of the normal circadian rhythm. Right. But for most of us, when the sun starts to go down, our bodies start to prepare for rest and sleep. And when the sun starts to come up, our bodies start to prepare for being awake and alert and functioning. So for most people, I mean, however, if you work nights, like I've done that too. And I've had jobs where I've worked 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., which is, you know, really unnatural but you know when you're throwing your body off its normal rhythm it can affect appetite it can affect hormone function it can affect metabolism my body has no normal rhythm like, yeah there's no yeah, normal that's rhythm tough. on mine like so that's what i said to you last time i don't know if you remember this part if you can which for you i know is tough we and you know we could talk about how to make it a little bit easier but try to create some pattern 
So for example, you might not wake up at the same time every day, mm -hmm. but if you do eat breakfast within an hour of waking up, no matter what time that is, and then you're eating like three to five hour increments after that until mm -hmm. you go to bed, and maybe you have a three, even if you have a three to five hour stretch between the time you eat last and the time you go to bed, okay? Then you're on some sort of a pattern that your body can get used to yeah. and adjust to. If it's er totally erratic, where not only are you waking up at different times, but you're also maybe one day going eight hours in between meals, another day is going four hours between meals, another day it's six hours between meals, then your body has no pattern. That's my body. Yeah, and that's, that's really, body. that's not <laughs> optimal for digestive health for, again, you know, all the things that you wanna optimize. Yeah. Um, immunity, anti-inflammation, et cetera. So that's what I want. I wanna, I wanna optimize my immunity and my digestion mm -hmm. oh, and uh, anti-inflammatory yeah i think because i'm always sore my back has been sore for i think from riding stupid fucking roller coasters but <laughs> um but yeah I, I i think i can wrap my head around that meaning like i won't go to bed most nights uh, half the nights i'll go to bed at, like last night i went to bed at think like, i don't know what time i went to bed last night i think pretty early considering most nights I won't go to bed until two in the morning, mm -hmm. and so but I but I won't I won't eat late night. I okay. stopped. I've been good at that. Not this past weekend, but I've been good about that on the road at clubs. I can definitely not. I can have my last meal in between first and second show or before first show, and then not eat again the rest of the night, mm -hmm. and then sleep pretty solid, and then wake up. But I but. But I don't, I don't eat breakfast per se on the road. I eat when I wake up. What do you have? What's your typical first meal? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of something semi-healthy, nothing too bad. Uh, I'm trying to ballpark it. Usually, maybe something at the airport. It's really hard to say because this last weekend was an anomaly. This last last weekend was a theater tour. And so those were perf fly, perform, fly, perform, fly, perform. So you, I, there was no circadian rhythm whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And it could be, it could even be like a clean protein bar. It could be something that you could have, you know, within an hour of waking up. At least it's going to give you, again, some macro balance because most of those bars are made with some kind of dates or some kind of, you know, sticky fruit to hold it together. Yeah. They add the protein. Like we talked about the RX. Again, I have no affiliation to any of them. Dude, I love but, those um, RX they, bars. They have egg whites as the protein. I love and those then RX they have bars. Some kind of, yeah. You know, I recommend the ones with um, almonds. It's a great, you know, a healthy fat source. So that is, you know, it's not a complete meal, but if you had that and you had like a green juice or something like that, that'd be a pretty darn good start to your day. You mean green you know? juice like you could buy at the store? Yeah, like if you go to an airport, a lot of times now you can get these green, if you look at the ingredients and it's like all, what you described that you had this morning yeah. with the ginger and maybe a little bit of apple, but a lot of green vegetables. Okay, then, so um, I think we talked about the outfit analogy that I that I use for putting meals together. A little bit, I forgot about okay. it, remind me. Okay, so when you get dressed in the morning, you have to have a shirt, pants, and shoes, okay? You <laughs> yeah. can't wear two pairs of shoes at the same time. Yeah. You wouldn't wear two pairs of pants and no shirt and go out. I mean, you, you could, yeah. but you probably wouldn't want to do that. Um, so they're in the same way that there are kind of these three core elements of your outfit, there should be three core elements of your meals. One would be vegetables. So ideally breakfast, lunch, and dinner, there should be vegetables in there. And we're talking the lower starch, lower carb, high, high water, high fiber vegetables. So not like potatoes and stuff, but like, you know, pretty much all, all the ones that are not, um, 
like tuber, you know, the ones that grow in, you know, cucumbers and tomatoes and greens and, you know, broccoli and spinach and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then your pants, that's like the shirt. The pants part is lean protein. Could be eggs. It could be poultry or seafood. We talked about primarily it being those three things. Yeah. Or it could be a protein powder if you're doing a smoothie and you want to put a powder in it. Okay. Um, then the so shoes if I put, part. So if I had protein powder in my shake that I made today, would that have been better? Better and also maybe half an avocado, some kind of healthy fat. Really? So that's the shoes part is the healthy fat. So the best fats in my opinion. So I didn't mean to cut you off. So, yep. so greens, lean protein, and fat. Those are the, that's the core. Those are the three. Those are the three cores. Everyone write that down. Greens, yeah. lean proteins, and fat. Yeah. Because we're going to cut through all these right now. Yeah. And gonna, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, it could be like red bell pepper. It doesn't have to be, I mean, green vegetables are amazing and they're really, yeah. really, really important. But it can be like mushrooms. It can be, you know, onions. It can be other vegetables that aren't necessarily I green. shit up with garlic. Garlic, yeah, I mean, that's more, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, it's a plant food. I don't know if I would call it a vegetable. I would think of it as more of a seasoning. <laughs> I eat cloves of garlic, like the <laughs> whole thing. I roast, I used to roast garlic and eat so much garlic, I would get sick. Oh, roasted garlic's like candy. I mean, it just it melts in your mouth. It doesn't like it's, I just yeah. go, they're not calories. <laughs> Have you ever had the black garlic? Yeah. Oh, so Is that good. elephant garlic? Is that, or it's, no, the big one's elephant, the black garlic's, oh. Yeah, and it's really high in antioxidants. Very, oh, yeah. very anti-inflammatory. Oh, we making some good garlic for this circulation. Afternoon. Good for gut health. So, so, um, okay. So let's. I want. Here's what I want to do. I want to break down. I want to break down greens. I want to break down lean proteins. I want to break down fats, and then I want to break down what what we should be looking at our day to look like. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm really good at going. If you tell me dot dot dot, and we'll do home and road dot dot dot, then I can go like I, those RX bars. Mm-hmm. I just go. Oh, I'm, I need a snack. I'm eating an RX bar. That's all there is. If I don't have a bunch of options, my brain works a lot better. Yeah. But once I start getting options, I well, am you know what they say that if you give someone like if you're if you're trying to pick out you know fabric for your couch and you give someone like ten options, they'll be kind of unhappy with their choice and second guessing their choice. If you give them three options, they'll be super confident about their choice. So I agree with you that having maybe sometimes for some people more narrow options that they can just you know know it, they know how they feel when they have it. They know how to make it or how to put it together. Yep. It's easy. Yep. You repeat, you get the results. Yep. I think that works for a I lot of I think it's people. why I like being married as opposed to being single. When I went to a bar <laughs> and I saw a bunch of women, I was like, hey, 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 hey. but I went over the corner and I go, all right, that six is mine. I knew I was happy. Now, um, okay, so let's break down. So greens, um, greens is, is, I think it's easier to say what to avoid in greens, in, in, in vegetables. Mm-hmm. So like you want to stay away from like, potatoes baked potatoes mashed potatoes yeah so they're they don't they're they're vegetables you know potatoes squash um squash yeah they they are okay for you however they aren't really in the same category as these other vegetables because they have maybe three to four times as much carbohydrate per serving so one thing i say is like if you had a a potato and you throw it against the wall it's gonna thud if you have a tomato and you throw it against the wall it's gonna splatter Okay, so you want to have vegetables in this main category in the core of your meal. They're high water, low carbohydrate, low starch, high fiber. Okay, that's going to give you a lot of a lot of nutrients, you know, antioxidants and vitamins and minerals, but it's going to give you low carbohydrate, okay, as the core. Now, you're going to add the accessory to this meal, like putting a hat on, like putting a jacket on over your shirt, um, like having a bag. 
as as an add-on to the meal though that should never be the core of the meal but the accessory are all the carbohydrate foods it's fruit it's whole grains it's the pulses it's starchy vegetables like finger lake potatoes those are add-ons those are, those add-ons. are add-ons okay right okay. so when you have like when you have this philosophy you have you're this talking f- to a guy who performs on stage with just jeans sneakers and a hat so i feel like all i am is add-ons <laughs> you're missing yeah. you're missing parts of I'm the outfit missing huge <laughs> chunks yeah so okay so so then so so uh, mushrooms okay, onions okay, uh, broccoli's okay, cauliflower is yes, okay. Yes, excellent. I love cauliflower. Excellent. I'm for really you. into cauliflower mashed potatoes. Okay, how do you make them? Well, okay, well let's just put a pin in that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go of back cream to that. Cheese. <laughs> okay. Maybe they aren't the healthiest thing in the world, but um, so tomatoes are okay. Yes. Um. Uh, and then. You just want to say squash, zucchini, I'm imagining, eggplant. Those are probably the, bad. The, like the green zucchini and the yellow zucchini, they're like called, sometimes called summer squash. Yeah. Those are low carb. Okay. Yeah. The higher like butternut squash, it's a little bit higher carb. So again, like how about, think of how, about, how heavy it is. When what about, you, what about, uh, what about uh, spaghetti squash? Uh, actually, that's sort of in between, but I, I would say you could count it as a, a, a lower carb I vegetable. have a great spaghetti squash uh, uh, casserole that I make with, <laughs> with, uh, with, it's got pasta sauce, but it's also got, um, turkey sausage in it. And it's like a spaghetti. It's uh-huh. so fucking good. Okay. So based on the core outfit, vegetables, or, you know, it could be again, yeah. green or otherwise, but you know, if someone just wanted to say greens, I'm fine with that to make it easier. Um, the lean proteins and the healthy fats. So healthy fats, best ones are the monounsaturated fats, which is a type of chemical structure in fat that is really, really anti-inflammatory, good for circulation, um, helps boost up the good HDL cholesterol and lower the bad LDL cholesterol. So just really beneficial for your overall health and happens to come from foods that are high in antioxidants. So that would be avocado or avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, which Mm -hmm. is the first pressing of the olives, which captures a lot of that good nutrition in there. But not Um, cooked, right? Uh, well, you can heat olive oil actually higher than most people think. You can heat it to about 450 degrees. And it'll retain its nutrients? Yep, yep. Okay. And then the tree nuts. So not peanuts so much. They're in a different plant family, but any nut that's not a peanut pretty much is a tree nut, meaning it grows on a tree. So that would be almonds, walnuts, pistachios, cashews, um, Brazil nuts. I mean, any of those. Okay. And any nut butter that's made out of those. So cashew butter, walnut butter, almond butter. And okay. then seeds like pumpkin seeds, tahini, which is sesame seed paste. These almond are all, butter? I love almond, almond butter. Almond butter. Oh my God. I almond butter almond is butter. freaking amazing. Yeah. One I of the best. I mean, butter. for me, avocado and olive oil and almond butter, like that does it for me. Like yeah. I, it's so satisfying. This one, those are the types of fats that they're really good. They provide the, the they do the jobs that fats do in the body, which was partially functional and mm-hmm. partially is fuel. Okay. And at the same time, you get all these other nutrients coming in, but you feel satisfied without feeling sluggish. When you have a meal without fat, like if you had vegetables and protein by itself with no fat, you would not feel satisfied. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. 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 yeah that, they're satiating. That exp- that's my definition of why I don't like dieting. Right. Because I don't think I've ever added fat to a diet ever it's always lean proteins greens that's it that's yeah. it but number one totally boring but also it's completely it's, boring it's imbalanced it's like it's like showing up without your shoes on it doesn't make sense right it yeah. doesn't make sense to wear like today is a beautiful day here in la it doesn't make sense to put on a heavy jacket and a scarf and a hat and all that right now 
you don't need that right now because the weather's really nice. It's Unless you're un- fat and trying to hide your body. Huh? <laughs> oh, stop. Because so, so, I have a sleeveless sweatshirt on. This makes no sense. <laughs> but no, really, it, it, it's a good analogy, right? Because yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to do that. It also doesn't make sense to actually like go to Ralph's or Whole Foods or whatever with no shirt and no shoes and walk in and expect everyone to treat you normal. Yeah. Right? So, it, you know, you want to be in balance. Always, always balance. You know, when it comes to sleep, when it comes to physical activity, when it comes to fluid and hydration, your body loves balance. It's kind of like if it's hot outside and you're over, you're getting overheated, your body gives you signals telling you, whoa, this is not good. If you stay in an overheated situation, you could die, right? So you get, you get uh, thirsty, you get flushed, you get red in the face and you sweat. Those, that's your body telling you this is not good. Same thing with being too cold. Your teeth chatter, you get goosebumps, you get shivers. Your body's telling you. Yeah. We really need to start paying more attention to what balance. Like They say that between 55 and 75 degrees for most people feels just right. When you're in that temperature, you don't even notice it because you're not getting any signals that this doesn't feel good. You're just yeah. getting, you're just kind of like existing, right? So I should look for that in eating. I should yes. look to go get done my meal and go, oh, this feels like 72 degrees. Yes, exactly. When you're done with a meal, you should feel full, but not overly full. You shouldn't feel bloated or stuffed and you should feel satisfied to the point where you're like, oh yeah, that did it for me. Like I'm not, I'm not having lingering thoughts about food or feeling like I'm like, you know, like, oh, like that was, uh, you know, like yeah. you feel like, oh yeah, that was good. Like I feel good. And By then, the way, I know this is so remedial and I'm, I'm certain that there's people going, yeah, no shit, Bert. But I don't, you know, I, I don't think I've ever left. I haven't left many meals. I've never left a meal going out to eat ever feeling either. I don't feel uh, just satisfied. I feel either sick to my stomach or I didn't get enough to eat. Yeah, that's that's the, those are the two extremes a lot of people exist in. And this middle space that we're talking about is it feels so good. You know, like this morning I'm when try I this had for lunch. I'm, by the way, I'm, you're making me hungry talking yeah. about this. I'm going to try this for lunch. I'm going to try this for lunch. But well, going. let me give you an example. If you had a salad, let's say you had a salad with, you know, no no oil like just vinegar, right? Salad with vinegar with a piece of chicken on it. Yeah. Blah, boring, yeah, right. boring. You're not, you're not gonna feel satisfied by no. that. But let's say that you added olive oil or avocado or almonds or toasted walnuts or whatever to the salad. And then you added some fruit to the salad or some quinoa to the salad or some sweet potato to the salad. Now you're getting into a much better place of like, ooh, like this is, this is feeling a lot better to what my body really needs, right? Yeah. So when, you, when you're done with that meal, you're gonna feel also energized, like that you can go and be physically active or be mentally focused because now you've kind of checked all the boxes you've given your body everything it needs but you haven't gone excessive and you haven't under you know undercut your needs that that just right feeling is what you want to try to aim for and you should as you develop some kind of pattern be able to tell if you've hit it or not when you you know when, when you're ordering from a menu if you're thinking about this outfit like for example i had a client texted me a photo of her salad said cynthia what do you think about this salad it was a gorgeous beautiful looking salad right but it actually was a little bit overkill because it had had fresh fruit and dried fruit and quinoa so for her it was a little bit more carbs than she really needed especially given she was going to be in meetings the rest of the afternoon not out being physically active right and it did have like a really nice piece of salmon on it fantastic but it also was like kind of like triple fat because it had nuts and avocado and dressing made with olive oil so what i'm saying is that's like putting on three pairs of shoes that's like putting on a jacket when it's not cold yeah. out it all doesn't I do is fucking put on too many shoes and too many pants <laughs> like i don't I, i'm 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 realizing as you say this i just don't have i don't have and i'm sure that this is something to talk to my therapist about but i don't have a middle ground of going that looks 
well balanced and I'm just going to eat enough till I feel satisfied. It feel actually it, it can be a very foreign thing because most of us are taught and you you can delve into you know with your therapist like where does that where do those rules come from where yeah. did I learn that sometimes we learn it from caregivers sometimes we learn it from like like you said being shamed which is never honestly there is research you can tell your friends there is research because I'm a science based person to support the fact that bullying shaming when it comes to weight actually has the opposite effect well they're, they're gonna disagree entirely yeah and by but, the way i can already feel the shaming starting like that phone calls the fucking the beginning of it but uh but but for me i don't know i think i think for me the, sh- the shame holds me accountable if that makes sense mm-hmm. like it like i haven't looked at a comment on instagram all day because i know what they are i know what they are and so I'm just like, uh, I'm, I, I don't know, uh, uh, like shutting it off. Is that my pool thing starting? And so, um, but yeah, the, the shame thing starts it off. So, But you know what? You know, when you do something that doesn't feel right, yeah. you know. You yeah. don't need other people to tell you. You know. That's the reason I don't go to strip clubs. Shame. <laughs> shame is the reason I don't go to strip clubs. It's like, I went to a strip club one time. And then I was like, it was in Cleveland. It was called Christie's. It's a really great strip club. And I was like... I just felt like I'm a dad and this just doesn't feel right anymore. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't. And I've been, I think I've been maybe a couple times since, but like I just was like, I think the behavior that I, I portrayed in my twenties no longer feels right in my thirties. I was, mm-hmm. I think it was probably 37 the last time I went to a strip club legit. And, uh, and it's so shame kind of keeps me away from that. I don't do cocaine because of the shame the next day the shame where you go i'm a fucking father like shame is a pretty pretty visceral feeling with me i feel like it's it's interesting i think it's maybe it's because i'm catholic but oh i went i was raised catholic i went to catholic school all the way through 10th grade so I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I had nuns like slap me on the wrist with the rulers and stuff. But I will. I think awareness is a better word because I feel like shame has a negative connotation. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. You, know? you don't have to answer this, but I will ask it because this is very connected with me. And the first time I had sex, I felt shame. I didn't feel like, oh, that was great. Can't wait to do that again. I was like, oh, now I'm going to hell. Like, uh-huh. did that happen to you? Or oh, you, totally. Because okay. I mean, those nuns are frigging in your head. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, <laughs> definitely um, having to re reassess. Like I, I look at those those things, you know, whether it's what I got in my head from nuns or from caregivers or whoever and say, all right, I know how this got there. Does it make sense for me now? Is it causing me to do things that are not in line with how I really want to be living, how I want to feel, what my really ultimate goals are? And if not, can I undo that and like find another way to think and act that actually supports really wh- how I want to live and where I want to be in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's more of a therapy thing, obviously, but it's very yeah. freeing. You know, it's like, like it's, it's soup. Like, I feel like one thing I'll tell you on a personal note for me is that in sports nutrition, a lot of people expect, like, I'm surprised, you know, you haven't asked me this, which is, um, it's just interesting, but a lot of people say, well, what are, what do you do? Do you do triathlons? Do you do marathons or whatever? For me personally, okay, I feel like competitive sports isn't good for my psychology. 
I need to do independent. Like I, I'm athletic and I do, I love being active and I, you know, I play tennis and I take dance classes and I take all kinds of like, you know, workout classes and, you know, I work out at home on my own and, you know, I hike and I do all this stuff. But for me, like being in a competitive where I'm like got a number on and I'm getting ranked and I'm, you know, for me, that's not good for my psychology. Ooh, it so it pumps my yeah, psychology. For some people it Competition, does. Competition. Like I don't have, I don't have the switch where I can be like, I played a my I played a girlfriend in tennis one time, and uh, I grew up playing tennis. I'm a I'm a pretty good tennis player. Even today, I could pick up and probably hit with you. Uh, pretty 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 fine. But if I play a lot, I get really good. Uh-huh. Um, I say that I say that I'm sure everyone's like Bert, but I get I get I get good enough that I could play with people who play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played a girlfriend in tennis, and uh, she was kind of good, and I beat her. And she was like, why would you beat me? I said, because I'm better than you. <laughs> she goes, yeah, well, you would think you would let me win. And I said, why would I do that? Like, I'm not going to, it's a game. I'm not going to, uh-huh. why would I just let you win? She goes, yeah, but you're a lot better than me. And I went, oh, I know. And so what, was I supposed to let you, I couldn't, I, I'm not even joking. I couldn't wrap my head around the concept of I was supposed to let you win so that we I don't understand. Uh, that doesn't really honestly make sense to me either. Yeah. But, but well, what we broke up. But, but, what, but what I'm saying I, is I that. I cheated on her. No, I'm kidding. But, but what I'm saying is I don't want to feel forced like, oh, because I work in sports nutrition, I have to be a competitive athlete. Yeah. I can just be an athlete of my own, in, in my own way. I'm right? so competitive that, that feels, when, when Ian started talking about uh, the triathlon, and we'll talk about that in a second, but we started, started talking about the triathlon and the breakdown of the times. He was like, all right, 15 minutes swim. I'm going to say 15. You shouldn't be in the water longer than 15 minutes. No longer than 35 minutes run. No longer than 45 minutes jog. That's the time we're going for. And then he saw me swim and he was like, I think you're going to be out of the water in like six minutes. And I was like, and then I started going, I bet I can get my, I bet I can shave my bike time down too. Cause I, cause I did spin class for so long. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. This is how it goes. And then I started getting competitive with myself. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what, I think that's what happens with my calorie intake is I go, oh, we're at 1100 calories. I bet we can not eat for the rest of the day. Let's see if we can do that. But when you push yourself into now you're you're upping your risk of injury and obviously it doesn't make sense. So what I'm saying is when you think when you start to really like break some of this stuff down and you go, does this really make sense? Do I want to keep following through with this thinking? Yeah. If not, change your thinking. I mean, it's yeah. not an overnight thing, but it's definitely possible. I think you so. Know? I mean, food is is very personal and there's a lot oh, of emotional attachment to it right. and there's a lot of history. <clears throat> Excuse me, like we're taught, I mean, like when I was a kid, if I got a good report card or if I got bullied at school, I would get food. You know, if I if I got, you know, fell off my bike and I got a scrape, I would get food. Were you ever fat? Um, in in college, I was I don't want to say if Everyone's I would say fat. fat. I mean, yeah, in college I definitely had, you know, I worked at a I worked my way through college, so I worked at a restaurant. I worked at a fajita restaurant and I worked I would always like want to close because you make more money. Yeah. And I'd pay for school and books and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I was there till like two o'clock in the morning and then I have class at eight o'clock in the morning. And so get out you you get out of um, you know, I had no money. So you get out of work at two o'clock in the morning and you're able to eat at the restaurant, yeah. whatever's there, which is like, you know, not very healthy. So, and I went through periods of like having no money to where all I could afford was like Taco Bell and ramen and stuff like that. So, yep. you know, definitely went through those days. But, you know, once I was really a nutrition major, like especially in my junior year, where you really start getting into the nutrition science classes, I was like, all right, I've got to find a way, even on a budget, to do this healthfully. So, pretty much from that point on until now, I really tried to be in balance. Yeah. You know. So then, okay, so we've talked about greens and we've talked about fats. I'm, and we and I, I think I've wrapped my head around where you want your carbohydrates in. You want them to be the hat. You want them to be the extra thing. Yeah. What? 
Lean proteins seem like they'd be super easy to wrap your head around. Except I found myself at the store the day after I hung out with you. And I was like, I'm going to get a piece of fish. And then I'm like, fuck. What fish do I want? I was like, I was like, she can't mean salmon. And then I was like, she can't mean Chilean sea bass. Is it cod? I don't even know if cod's good for you. And so I was like, swordfish? And then I was like, and then you have all these things people plan in your head. Swordfish is filled with cancer. So is tuna. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck. And yeah. so I was like, okay, let's talk about lean proteins. We know that chicken breast is good. Yes. Not chicken thighs, right? Uh, they're not terrible. Now, rotisserie know. chicken. Yeah. Healthy? I mean, I think when it comes to poultry, I think organic as often as possible. Yeah. You know, because the chickens are fed an all vegetarian organic diet, it does change the composition of the meat and the the little bit of fats that are in that meat. Really? Our yes. friends, uh, our friends, eleven year olds started getting breasts, and it was because they were eating non organic chickens. Wow. They would have they would have just steroid pump chickens. I don't remember if we talked about this, but there was a study. I can't recall the university it was like a good, really good, well known university, but they looked at data from 1970, so like when I was born to now, and then they said, all right, if someone had the exact same calorie intake, same same macros, so so carb, protein, fat breakdown, same exercise yeah. program, they would weigh more now than they did in 1970 because of all the exposure to these chemicals that do affect our our metabolism and our hormone oh um, balance, God. and so. You you know, we've got, you know, it, it's in everything. It's in electronics, like the flame retardants that we're exposed to, um, you know, all of our, um, obviously, food packaging and, you know, cosmetics and cleaning products and all that kind of stuff. So we're Logan kind of like... for 22 years. Yeah, we're living in a chemical soup, really. Yeah. So as much as you can minimize your ingestion when you're when it comes to food of any additional chemicals, whether it's pesticide residues or hormones or antibiotic residue, that's great. So I you mean, always want to try to go organic? Yeah. Always yeah. try to go organic? As often as possible. The most important things to go organic, in my opinion, are animal foods, animal-based yeah. foods, because it affects what they eat as well as how they're cared for and what they're exposed to. So it's like if a woman's breastfeeding, anything she's exposed to is going to go into the breast milk, right? Mm -hmm. It's same thing with if a cow is producing milk, whatever's in that milk is, you know, going to be somewhat impacted by that cow's food and environment um so whether you're ingesting the actual meat of the animal or the milk of the animal this is an important consideration the other things would be there and that when it comes to seafood there are a few apps that really break it down for you tell me right okay. now i'm downloading them as we okay speak. seafood watch is seafood watch yeah a really great app that is put out by the Monterey Bay Aquarium, which sounds weird that an aquarium would have an well, app. But I know the Monterey Bay Aquarium yeah. very well. Okay, they're they're fantastic because they're really all about sustainability of seafood. And oh, the Monterey protecting. Bay Aquarium! Fuck yeah! You know who does? You know who does, works with in co in in co existence with the Monterey Aquarium is Blue Apron. Yeah, yeah. So we that, love they're Blue Apron. They're really they're, they're all about protecting um the, you know the quality of seafood and and making sure it's safe and sustainable. And so, you you know, they rank their seafood. Seafood Watch is the first app that comes up. Yep, that's great. And All then right, there's, I got it. There's also um, the, the Dirty Dozen app. Dirty Dozen. And that's put out by the Environmental Working Group. And the that's an Dirty app. Dirty Dozen, that scares me. That's, it's is, it's is a that great so, name, isn't it? The Dirty Dozen. I'm it's downloading great, it right now. The Dirty. It sounds like the name of, uh, could be something else, but... Um, it's a really good app, <laughs> but it's it basically tells you the twelve, the dozen types of uh, produce that have the least uh, or the most. The dozen has the most pesticide. Dirty dozen. Yep. All right, good. Um, the produce that has the most pesticide residues that, whenever possible, you want to go organic with those. And then there's something called the Clean Fifteen, which are fifteen that have the lowest levels of pesticide residues or the least toxic residues. And that's, and that's I don't need to get the. No, that's the same. It's within the same app. 
Right, so those both. are very handy. Like when you're at the store, like if you're at the store and you're looking at something like pineapple and you go, oh, the organic pineapple is like three times more expensive than the conventional. Is it, do I get the organic? You could look up on the app and it goes, oh no, that's the clean, one of the clean 15. Meaning like a lot of the clean 15 have to do with number one, the types of pesticides that are required for that type of plant, but also how, um, how the outside of the plant um, is, is like you're not going to eat the outside of the pineapple. So even if it has some residues on it, you're going to cut through and you're going to discard the rind of the pineapple. I just started doing that with cucumber because I was like, I think I'm eating wax. <laughs> if it's conventional, it may be wax. It's, yeah. And I was like, why am I eating wax? Yeah. Okay, that's that's amazing. So, so those okay. are good. But the the Monterey, the Seafood Watch one is really good for like dirty swordfish. Dozen. Should I have swordfish no, or no, not? That's not Dirty Dozen. That's uh, Seafood Watch. Seafood Watch, really okay, good. Okay, I'm gonna. I got I got a, a piece of um, I got a piece of. Uh, swordfish today. Do I want this to use my location? Mm, sure. You know why that's good, Bert? When you travel, because it's it is somewhat regional, so okay. it will it will uh, it will change the recommendations based on where you are. Like if you're in New York, it'll so be it knows different. I'm in LA. Yeah. Uh, so let's type in swordfish. Spell Probably going to tell you it's a bit high in mercury. Yeah. That's so. The I mean, and and, and it's mercury. wild. Domestic or imported. Um, oh, and this tells you its results. Five. How does this work? Do you it know? should be like a red light, yellow light, green light thing. It's got green, red, and well, the red's got an 11 on it. I think that means don't fuck with it. <laughs> That's one that you probably want to have less frequently. Like the generally to avoid excess mercury, you probably want to keep your seafood around 12 ounces a week, which is probably about um, like if you're having if you're having a six ounce portion. Um, so we're talking yeah, three times a week, seafood. And then within that 12 ounces, you want to have low mercury Well, This is varieties. really fucking insane. This is so like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to go through this and figure out seafoods to eat. But you know what Here, you can do is just find some that are all green. And so for example, like there wild Alaskan, wild Alaskan salmon is generally a green and it's high omega threes and low mercury Yeah, and it's sustainably sourced. I mean that we obviously there's not enough wild Alaskan salmon to meet the needs of everybody in America, yeah. but you know, you can find it. Oh and my God, so it makes you like, almost like you start looking at it and going, fuck, I'll just get a cheeseburger. Like, cause yeah. it, you're like, I don't, oh, I gotta, like, I just bought a piece of salmon or a piece of swordfish in there. And when the guy put it in, I was like, I remember looking at it going, that just looks like it's unhealthy. Like, I remember looking at it going, that can't be healthy. But the, the analogy I like to use for that is like, okay, let's say your house is on fire. Do you, do you, you know, and you can try to put it out. Do you just go, oh, I'll just throw more gasoline on it. No, I just, no, I immediately say, save my, save me and my daughters. Leave my wife to burn. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Don't add more gasoline, but try to, you're, you're going in the right direction, but you got to keep low in mercury. Mercury is the thing that gives you cancer, I think. Well, you know, we don't have a lot of data on mercury. I mean, okay, we do. Cool. We Leave know, it that. That's all I yeah. want to know. That's, that'll keep, yeah. I don't need, we that know. won't keep me up at night. Not good for you. We know yeah. that. So now, okay. So I think we've covered, I think we've covered a lot. I would, what I'd like to do for me and my listeners, and I'm going to do a clip of this out, clip this out so that it goes online so that my, my fans can watch this and learn from this. And what, like I said, the less clothing options I got in the, in the closet, the better for me. I'm Jeff Goldblum up in this motherfucker. Like, you know, do you get that reference in the fly? He only wore the exact same thing every day. Buddy, <laughs> I've heard that about uh, Einstein. My like buddy Tom outfit. Segura does that with he all he wears is double XLs. So, um, no, no, nothing. Nobody, nothing. Hey. So, um, so then, all right. 
walk me through a day. All right, I need to know what time you're training. That's going to be important for you. Fuck, I come on. I'm in training in the morning. Okay, so get up. Oatmeal with banana and a little bit of maple syrup and cinnamon. Right when I wake up. Yeah, before right when I wake up. before training. Because how how long is it between the time you wake up and the time you train? Uh, for me, I get, for me like this morning, I got up. Um, I fucking I got up, killed the water, took a crap, floated around, went over to Gelson's, got my greens, came home, made the shake, took the girls to tennis, came home and trained. Okay, so an so, hour? Uh, so like I woke up and said, probably, yeah, probably an hour. Okay, and how long did the training session last today? 40 minutes today, but I'm going to train again today. That was a, just a light one. Mm-hmm. Just a light one because I've been out of it, and so I wanted to just break a sweat and then start my day. That's in my head, and then I was like, I'm going to train again later today. Okay, so the hat or the accessory, the, you know, the jacket, the bag, whatever, yeah. those are good pre training because we talked about last time carbohydrates are pretty easy to digest and absorb they get into the bloodstream and they become a readily available fuel during the training session so when you eat carbohydrates like if it's a lighter training session you could have just a banana if it's a little bit heavier oatmeal maple syrup banana now can i get the packet oatmeal because i I think no i got mccann's in the can okay that i think and they they may make more than one type but if it's steel cut oats you have to cook it takes a long time to cook right so if it's so steel cut oats are basically larger pieces of oats they're Uh chopped up into larger bits basically so they take longer to cook when you get rolled oats they're kind of steamrolled they're like smaller pieces that are then flattened out and so those are you know very easy to cook so when you just for those you can just add hot water yeah that's what i pretty much eat them yeah which are fine and you you know there's like whole foods brand or whatever like you know maybe some organic packets one if it's if the only ingredient is the pack in the packet is oats, oats and i would say oh you know rolled oats is really nice like ro- okay. rolled oats is a good like old or sometimes they're called old-fashioned rolled oats so you add hot water you add a little bit of maple syrup and some cinnamon a chopped up banana that would be good for a little bit longer training session maybe an hour or one that's maybe a little bit more intense if it's i'll, I'll go be, light on that regardless okay like i'm gonna okay. I'll, I'll go st- i'll go steal i'll go rolled oats uh, a little bit of fruit and then I probably will skip the maple syrup because then once I open that fucking door. <laughs> Some people, I mean, cinnamon helps, but yeah, a lot of people- Yeah, my wife said cinnamon's like a yeah, magic thing. It's a sweet spice, meaning it's not, it does not sweet in and of itself. It doesn't have any sugar in it, but it gives a sensation of sweetness and obviously yeah. has flavor. It's really good for cognitive function as well. So it's good for pre-exercise. Helps balance blood sugar and insulin uh, regulation. Um, so that's that's before you train. Okay, then after you train, you said you love eggs and you have love chickens. Eggs. Okay, so an omelet with a lot of vegetables, or you could do the the juice that you that you said with all the veggies and the apple and the and ginger that could be your vegetables or you could put vegetables in the omelet with the eggs i was I, I i sometimes i will take literally more spinach than you could ever imagine would go in an omelet and i'll make that omelet i love that okay but i was thinking i'm, I'm going through a scrambled egg phase right now mm-hmm. like i bourdain had this thing about how to make a best scrambled egg and i was now i'm going through this like wet scrambled egg phase so i was thinking like eggs and a green juice yeah and go light don't really try to murder it the way i do where i'm feel like i'm gonna physically throw up at the end of it no go yeah light. you should not feel that way uh, at the end of a meal so you so green green juice eggs um then for your good fat it can be avocado would be fantastic half, okay, a little half bit of avocado of an, half of an avocado okay okay it would be great if you um, could have avocado toast 
Okay, so I mean, post, though, here's the question about the toast. You do need some carbs. I think mm-hmm. fruit, again, whether, like if you put a little bit of apple in the green juice or you have fruit on the side, especially like a really nice in-season fruit right now, all the berries and the cherries are in season, which are amazing. Yeah, and the strawberries the taste like candy and the, right they now. They do. Oh my God, they're oh. amazing. So that would be a great carbohydrate choice at that time. But if you wanted to do a piece of toast and put the avocado on the toast as an alternative to the fruit, because again, you don't want to double up. Yeah. That would be like putting on two shirts, right? Um, you could do like a really healthy like again another brand that i like no brand affiliation is that food for life it's the ezekiel you know bread bread. so yeah and they make they make a gluten-free i mean it doesn't sound like you have any issues with gluten i think i may a little bit like i noticed that when i eat less bread i feel healthier i feel better try the gluten they make a lot of um, gluten-free breads that are made with like black rice and like really cool um, gluten-free whole grains um you could try that and you know but but i think i think honestly you'll probably feel better if you had the fresh fruit instead okay um you know so omelet with veggies with avocado half an avocado and like a nice handful of fruit or put some of the fruit in with the juice in with the juice okay Okay, that's great. So perfect. And then any herbs like fresh basil, black uh, turmeric and black pepper combo. You always want to have those together because the black pepper helps absorb the beneficial compounds in the, in the turmeric that you might not otherwise absorb. A little sea salt because you've probably, you know, sweat and you want to oh, get yeah. some of that sodium back in. A little pinch so, and I sprinkle it all over everything. Perfect. Okay. That sounds like a fantastic post-workout meal. Okay. Okay, then. Oh, well, hold on. Now we're going to take the Mega Men's fitness pack from UGNC. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? Uh, not like 100% familiar. Twelve vitamins inside it. Okay. And then, and I eat that, I take one of those. So it's basically like multivitamins? It's, it's a bunch of multivitamins. It's okay. like everything that would make you healthy, but it's a big <laughs> vitamin pack. Okay, okay. I, I don't know, I'm not familiar off the top of my head, but you know, okay. this doesn't, doesn't sound like we're adding to the macros here. Those, these are micronutrients. Yeah. We're not adding to your carb protein fat intake. It's not like so. a protein shake or anything like that, Okay. right? Yeah, no. Okay, all right. So then when is the next, what are you gonna be doing from the time you eat that meal to like, would you, are you training again? What time is it right now? No, I, I won't train. It's 12, 12.30. Okay. So I will probably go, I w- I'm gonna go eat something now. So what's your, So that's my morning. I should have had eggs, but all I had was, what I should have had was a little bit of oatmeal with a little bit of fruit. We had some raspberries that looked really good, mm. and I didn't have that. I should have had that worked out. I should have had my green juice right after, directly after my workout, my green juice with a couple eggs, maybe three. Three is fine. Okay, three is great. Yeah. I can't do two eggs. I start yeah. I start missing life. Three <laughs> eggs. Um, sometimes I'll scramble two eggs, and then I'll fry one, and i put a fried egg on top of two scrambled oh, eggs. Cool. Oh, cool. Sometimes I get egg whites, and then I get two eggs over easy and put them on top of an egg white omelet and don't eat the whole thing. Um, so, <laughs> so, okay, so then for lunch, we'll and be right don't now. don't forget your avocado. And avocado, avocado, avocado. And then add those add those spices and herbs to the omelet. They many, many more antioxidants that you're adding there with turmeric, black pepper, basil, Italian turmeric. seasoning, any of those are great. Just, uh, Cilantro, just spice up shit. Spice it up. Spice up shit. Yeah. Okay, I got that. So then for lunch, here we go. Lean protein, green and fat. I will have, I'm going to have this fucking swordfish because I just bought it. Jupiter, Florida. Pass on that. Um, I'll have the swordfish. I was going to, I was going to put it in some sort of, part of me was thinking, uh, spice it up with some hot sauces that I got. I've got Mm -hmm. some different hot sauces. Uh, And then either grill it or bake it. We just got a new little oven on my wife. Probably wanted me to bake it. Bake it, put it on top of a salad, I guess, because I don't have, I don't, 
by the way, I could just eat the fucking swordfish. That's sometimes that's what I do. I just go just eat swordfish. But then if you do eat it by itself, you want to have either grilled or roasted or, you know, some kind of vegetables. Okay, grilled and, vegetables. And, and okay, aim about- for two baseballs of vegetables at that meal. Okay, so how about this? I've got peppers in there. Peppers and onions. Great. I'm going to do swordfish uh, skewers with peppers and onions on it. Okay. Do you think you're going to get two baseballs worth nope, of peppers and onions? Nope, and that's why I'll eat some broccoli too. Awesome. Or, okay. or cauliflower. Okay. Ca- I'll do cauliflower. What about cauliflower roasted on the grill oh, oh shut in the, the fuck foil up. with garlic in it and then maybe a little drizzle of balsamic vinegar over the top okay we're in now what's my fat for this one cheese <laughs> not the not honestly the best fat okay. i mean i would say again going back to your your top three choices are going to be your extra virgin olive oil which again you can use to prepare any of that stuff yeah um it could also be a pesto made with olive oil like there's a great pesto again i have no brand affiliation but i am a, a, in love with this pesto it's called seggiano and it's made with extra virgin olive oil and cashews and it's so good i mean nicely you can slather that over your vegetables <sighs> my mouth or your is fish watering so bad yeah. and my, my my wife doesn't believe mal's water Water. my mouth is fucking <laughs> watering maybe i'll do pesto on top of my all my veggies on my oh, salmon so good. love that I'll combination do a pesto on top of my salmon with the peppers and onions maybe a jalapeno in there yeah i love a jalapeno and then i'll do grilled uh cauliflower that's what i'm doing Perfect. for lunch so what you just described bert you can do that type of meal and just mix and match kind of like do you remember the granimals when we were kids they were like yes, the, the mix and match the like, like the like the you tiger looking at my body I don't think i remember granimals <laughs> the tiger goes with the tiger and yeah. the giraffe would, whatever like you just mix and match so if you want to have like maybe you have brussels sprouts instead of the cauliflower maybe you have uh, asparagus or whatever just same structure just mix up the different foods within those food groups so maybe one day you want to have guacamole or tahini instead of the pesto tahini i can have tahini tahini is amazing you know you get you can buy tahini like organic tahini in a jar like at, at Ralph's I'm or Whole Foods or whatever. going to Gulson's today and buying organic tahini. Add a little lemon juice and then add a little bit of spices to it. Like you can add like a little cayenne pepper um, or just black pepper and sea salt or you can add a little um, cumin. You know, just spice it up a little bit. Spice it up is a good good, good philosophy for your yeah. meals. And then, your so that's your core. You got the core down. Now to your lunch, you want to add an accessory in a small amount because if you're not going to be training again, I'm going to be training again today. Okay, so what's the the time? What's the uh, interval between the time you stop eating and the time you start training? Stop eating, start training. I will. I will have a podcast at three. Um, I will eat something before my podcast at three. I get done my podcast at three, and I'll work out one more time, and then I have a spot at the store okay so when you have a bit uh, a more balanced meal like this so, so let's go back to finishing the meal your accessory it could be um oven roasted fingerling or, or grilled fingerling potatoes it okay, could be like quinoa that. it could like be brown that. rice it could be sweet potato it could be you know any of these like more starchy vegetables that we or pulse like black beans chickpeas i love black beans Do you like beans, roasted um, roasted chickpeas i don't know if i've ever had oh my roasted god chickpeas. they're amazing put them on a baking sheet um, just, you know, really, you don't even have to do anything to them. You, you can even buy canned. You you drain the can. You rinse it really, really, really well. Yeah. Okay, then you sort of pat them dry, put them on a baking sheet, put them in the oven. You can also do it on the grill. And they and they get like that golden, kind of like Christmas on the outside. Really? Oh, they're amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm trying that tonight. So any of that on the side, and we're talking probably a pretty small portion, like maybe a, like no more than a handful. Okay, 
of of this accessory of this like I call it the energy accessory because you know carbs are your energy or your fuel. So on the side, no, you can tell just from what we've been talking about that if someone went to Chipotle and they got a burrito and they've got this big flour tortilla and they're filling it with rice, rice and beans, and beans and they're over accessorizing. Yeah. Right. Okay. If you had a Chipotle bowl where you've got like we talked about this greens on the bottom, yeah. maybe a little bit of brown rice and black beans, like smaller portion, the chicken. Maybe you even need double chicken depending on. I'll go double chicken okay. i'm getting the vegetables from the fajita yep I'll, i never do the rice but i'll put a little brown rice i wouldn't mind a little yeah. brown rice and a little black black beans black beans are one of the best I love foods you black can beans. Eat. um salsa and then guacamole so you've got all the pieces of the outfit there you've got the veggies right you got a lot of veggies like in that chipotle bowl that we just described you could probably have two baseballs of vegetables if you get the greens on the bottom yeah right and then you've got your lean protein from the chicken you've got your guacamole for the healthy fat you've got a little bit of brown rice and black beans for the that would be a meal i would hope and you'll have to let me know that when you're done you have that goldilocks you have that 72 degrees feeling i'll eat it this weekend in pittsburgh you feel just right i mean that's a good thing about chipotle is you yeah they're everywhere so if you know if you have a go-to meal a go-to place and a go-to meal you can recreate it when you're traveling on I'll the road. facetime you the men's health is coming out to shoot with me in pittsburgh this weekend oh, great. and so i'm i will get that meal because that is another hard thing for me is like if i can if i can just figure out things to eat on the road that look healthy that that are healthy not look healthy but are healthy then i can just go well that's where my and then especially in stand-up you go oh there i got there's one right there there's always yeah. a chipotle that's always there's a chipotle. always a chipotle and then when there's not there's like hidoba something that's pretty yeah. similar that you can get the same pretty much the same balance so when you have this visual in your head you can recreate this whether you're at going like if there's a whole foods and you're at that like you know the hot bar the salad bar and you're like putting things in your in your container you know or you're ordering from a menu at a sit-down restaurant you can recreate this no matter where you are yeah, I can recreate that. And once especially once I get it my head around it where I go. I think I think a lot of it has to do is if you have a little pre-thought into it going into eating the meal, then you go, Oh, I know what I'm making. As opposed to going to the fridge going, What am I making? And you're like, I got that. Uh fuck, fuck, fuck. Put it in a tortilla. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. True. So if you're if you got the visual of two baseballs of the vegetables, about a de, uh, two decks of cards in thickness and width of your protein, um, you know, a half an avocado or a, two deck of know. cards in protein. Yep. So if you think of, I mean, you probably have a deck of cards around here That's somewhere. So, thank you so much. I've always had a hard time going. How many ounces? It's about six ounces cooked. Six, six ounces is is two decks of cards. Yeah. Okay. Six ounces cooked is about two decks of cards. Half an avocado if it's an avocado, a pretty generous drizzle of olive oil if it's olive oil, a big, you know, a, a, a good, you know, generous scoop of pesto if it's pesto. Um, oh, the other things, the nuts, the tree nuts. So if you ever like, I mean, almonds, walnuts, pistachios, all those are awesome sprinkled on top of, it could be cooked vegetables or, um, you know, obviously a salad too. They're really good, just like a, a great add-on. Like if you haven't used fat in the meal itself, like if you just grilled stuff by itself without using oil yeah. and you you want to add a fat to that meal to make it complete throw a handful of nuts on there on uh, really like on a salad or something oh it's so good for real yeah like all you know almonds, oh, I, could do, I could do cashews on them oh yeah but not yeah. like not raw cashews like roasted with some yeah they, salt can, be, on them. they can totally be roasted and salted okay. absolutely I'm yeah fucking starving now so now so now another question about timing is again if you need to re do you need to refuel after between that meal and the time that you start training again a good rule of thumb is if it's been over two to three hours from the time you ate that meal to when you're going to start getting your heart rate up again you probably need to have a pre-exercise snack to fuel you 
Okay. Now, if it's been less than two and a half hours, like you, you need to give your food time to digest. You don't want to eat a meal like that that we just described, the outfit meal, and yeah. then train an hour later because you're still going to be digesting Burping that meal. it up is what you mean. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you have this we talked about competing blood flow. You have blood flow going to your gut to break down the meal, and then you start getting your heart rate up, you're gonna have blood flow going away from your gut and towards your muscles and your cardiovascular system to help support the exercise. And oh. that can give you cramps and like a brick sitting in your stomach feeling, and then you're not really gonna digest properly. That was what was happening with me. I drank so much green juice today that I literally was having acid reflux from oh, my yeah. green juice, and mm -hmm. I, I drank way too much. Mm -hmm. I think I need to make those smaller. Always about balance. So when you, when you, you know, if you're gonna refuel, I mean, a non-acidic fruit. I mean, that's why bananas are great because they're they're very easy. So like refuel, like a half a banana? Half a banana, you know, as, again, depending on the intensity and the length of the training session. If okay. it's going to be 45 minutes, something like that, that's probably fine. What about those RX bars? Not good for pre-exercise. That post. would be a good Oh, because it's post, protein. Exactly. And it would be good as a meal replacement along with, say, a green juice. Like if you're really in a pinch, you know, bring those with you on the road. And if you really can't get a good meal or you're on an, a flight and it's like a roast beef sandwich yeah. or something, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, have an RX bar and a green juice and you, at least you're closer to this outfit because you've got some vegetables from the green juice. You've got some protein in the bar. You've got some fat in the bar from almonds or whatever kind of nut they use. And you've got some carbs in the bar from the dates or whatever fruit that's in there. So you're pretty balanced with that. I mean, it's not going to be maybe as as satisfying as a real meal that you get to chew more and eat more volume, yeah. but it's better than having a crappy, you know, pretty low nutrient meal that's going to make you feel sluggish and like low energy and blah, you know. I'm fucking ready. You're yeah. I mean, you have when you have the tools. I think like when you have the the knowledge and and the the strategy, you can you, even if you do this eighty percent of the time, I think you're gonna feel so much better, and you're gonna be doing this the right way. You're gonna be uh, you know when you eighty percent of the time. I can do eighty percent of the time yeah, easy. We talked about and again when the, that twenty percent. Be strategic about when. If you're gonna splurge, you're gonna have like a bacon cheeseburger or pepperoni pizza or dessert or whatever like that. Yeah. Don't do it right before or right after you've performed. You, you know, if you're going to go into a performance, mental or physical, or your your performances are probably highly both, yeah. mental and physical, right? So you know, you you don't, if you eat something pretty low nutrient and heavy and hard to digest, it's going to mean less oxygen and blood flow and nutrients getting to your brain. It's not going to help your performance. And then yeah. right after a performance, when you've put wear and tear and stress on your body, you want optimal healing. That's when you're primed for healing. And so you want good nutrition during that window of opportunity as well. I'm going hard on this this week. And then I'm going hard. See, this is what's the beauty of this. I knew this last week was going to be tough on me. And I think I did good leading up, except I wasn't eating enough calories. I'm going, I'm home today. Tomorrow, I leave Thursday so that I can do press Friday. Probably drink Friday morning only because we're going to have fun. But you know what? Keep it light. Maybe smoke some weed. Nothing too much. Oof. And then if I can eat good at lunch that day and eat a healthy dinner that night and then drink and eat healthy recovery or just go to sleep, then I think I can, because I, then I'm off for, I'm off for like 19 days. Oh, wow. And okay. so, and so I have, I, I don't have a problem keeping control of my lifestyle when I'm home. Yeah. It's when I'm on the road. And, and I, the one problem I left this weekend with is I'm planning a big tour almost from January to like July, like around the world next year. We'll see. I mean, I don't know what, you know, I, I'm not, I can't promise anything. If anyone's listening, don't get your hopes up. But we're planning that. And I left this weekend saying, I cannot do that. I will not be able to function like that. I was, my stomach was so distended 
on the plane that my jacket was tight and i was that has never happened and i was Mm -hmm. like oh this is your body fighting back your body's trying to give you warning signs to go like hey this is not we can't do this like this you're 45 like you you need to and it's part of the it's the only reason i'm training for this triathlon is because i was like oh this is will give me a goal and i can stay on track and have a workout plan and a goal and if and if i can eat right then i can attain that goal and and I think, you know, it's one of the things that I, I was trying to do with the marathon was like, we can all do a marathon, but yeah, anyone can do it. Definitely. You can have anyone can run a marathon if you want, if you definitely, if you train and then it'll be fun or you can do a marathon with no training like I did and your body just fights back. Yeah. And then you may be in physical therapy afterwards, <sighs> you know, I'm in cryogen- <laughs> I was in cryogenic therapy for like a week every day. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, so this, the same structure that we just talked about at lunch, recreate at dinner as often as you can. You know, if you, if you know, if you really want to splurge, if you're in a city that has some amazing food that you don't want to miss out on, then what I would say is maybe. Like Permani Brothers. And, and yeah, I already know, by the way, I already know where I'm eating lunch. And when I said, and then I'll drink a little bit of it. And then I was like, if I could eat a healthy lunch. And I was like, oh, we're going to Permani Brothers. I guarantee we're going to Permani Brothers. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. So when you do that, um, do you think the timing makes sense with when you want to feel your best? No, no, it doesn't. It definitely so doesn't. Is it going to be before you perform or after? It would be both, probably both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to do, I'm going to try not to do, I'm going to try to look at my cheat of, of getting that sandwich. Such a good fucking sandwich. I'm going to look at my cheat as going, find it, find when I can sneak it in and it doesn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. Which will probably be before my podcast on Saturday. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I can phone in a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Well, this has been fucking phenomenal. Thank you so much. I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you uh, when I eat healthy in Pittsburgh, and then you follow my eating, and then you can feel free to text me and call me out on my bullshit. Okay. And I'll post it to the Instagram, and and then what? What's your, what's your, are you cool with people finding you on Twitter and on Instagram? Oh yeah. Okay. So what's your Instagram and Twitter? And we'll, we'll put it at the beginning of this podcast as well. So Twitter is just my name, Cynthia Sass, like sassy without the Y on with the end. two S's. Yep. And then Instagram that was taken. So it's a sin, C-Y-N underscore Sass. Okay. Nice. You're going to get a lot of people hitting you up with questions <laughs> about diet. I have a question. I have, I have an eating contest I'm going into. <laughs> <laughs> not my specialty <laughs> um so i wonder if or we, do you know if we're supposed to meet up again before the competition before the triathlon i think it's kind of up to us and i mean i would love to like i said I, yeah. i'd like to be a resource for you and and really help in as much as i can support you in this because again i love this and i like to see people like you know cool people do well and yeah. you know meet their goals and so however i can help let me know this has been awesome i will uh we're going to do this. We're, we'll probably link up again before the triathlon. But regardless, I'm going to keep in touch with you. And if anyone wants to, like you say, you have high end clients that are people that are like, I want this. I'm, I want to, I want this service. Yeah. They can hit you up at your email. I'm guessing, right? Yep. Or, or on my website. on my website, website. Yeah. There's a contact form there. And also, uh, you know, on Instagram, I think you can message or, you know, whatever. Um, What's your website? Just my name, CynthiaSass.com. CynthiaSass.com. You're phenomenal. I can't believe you're fucking 48. I literally cannot be, believe you're 48. Uh, you should make a shirt that says, can you believe I'm 48? <laughs> it's because of the way I eat. My name's Cynthia. Hit me up. 
Um, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure for me too. Awesome. I look forward to keeping in touch. Oh, I look forward to being skinny. <laughs> I'm going to go fucking murder food right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This episode was brought to you by The Machine.